Welcome to all of our Lost Lieutenant listen, uh, listeners. I just quickly want to go through the challenges that we have going on at the moment. The February challenge, Market, is about uh, how to uh, learning how to apply and defend against all market states in Infinity. Uh, this is one of the most powerful and important skills to learn in the game, and it's something that everyone has to learn how to deal with. Therefore, for the month of February, we want you to play around with either using or facing market states in Infinity. These can be anything from camouflage, impersonation, hollow echo, anything that counts as a state. Uh, submit your battle reports to lostofthelieutenant at gmail.com and each entrance will go into the uh, go into the draw to win a, a blister of their choice from Sol Toy Soldier Imports. Our quarterly challenge is newly classified. Are you bored with the current classifieds deck? Tired of pulling Nano Espionage and opting for a secure HVT instead? Well, this is your chance to put your creative hat on uh, for the first quarter challenge and design us some new classifieds. Send us your ideas for classified cards, how they work, and the reasons for choosing them. Send them to lossoflieutenant at gmail.com. Uh, you can send in one, or you can send in an entire deck, and you'll get additional brownie points if you design the art for the cards. At the end of the month, we'll pick our favourites to build the deck for everyone to play with. A random entry will win a small box of their choice from Toy Soldiers Imports. So good luck. listeners and welcome to another exciting episode of Lost Lieutenant. Tonight we'll be joined by Ivory. He hails from New South Wales and he's a new player into Infinity. Um, Ivory actually joined Infinity through, um, I learned a lot of Infinity through TTS and uh, he's also attended CanCon recently playing Vanilla Pano to a very uh, respectable fourth place. So tonight's uh, episode we'll talk about um, his experience with TTS, his experience in uh, Real Life Infinity, uh, and Vanilla Pano. So, uh, welcome to the show, Ivory. Thank you very much, Val. No trouble at all. And obviously, we're, uh, of course, uh, joined by my fellow host uh, tonight as well, Jacob. Woo! Yeah, Woo! Jacob! Yeah! We've kicked out awesome. Kevin. He's dead. Gone. Yeah, Kevin's <laughs> dead. We've shipped him off. He's, uh, yeah, he's, uh, right, to be honest, he's, he's, he's lurking on. in the... He, yeah, working in the background, pulling the strings from the uh, from the shadows. Just before we get into anything, uh, let's just uh, get to know Ivory a little bit. So, Ivory, um, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? I guess what do you do for work and what do you do for fun um, to begin with? Uh, well, I'm I'm like very a very I'd like to say, I like to think that I'm very typical nerd, very into fantasy, very into sci-fi. I played a lot of D and D. I played some Shadowrun and and lots of different other RPG systems. I read wow. a lot, um, but and Infinity is my first war game. I first got interested, sort of, because I got slightly interested in 40k. Then I saw the price tag, but and then mm. I meandered my way into Infinity. White Noise and Loss of Lieutenant were actually my onboarding things, but this was like years and years ago. So I lurked for about a year. Then life caught up with me because I also fence a lot, like uh, Olympic fencing. Um, so I, and most of my work is around coaching for that. And oh, wow. so, um, so yeah, and I joined back about nine, 10 months ago now. And so, yeah, uh, ended up sticking with Vanilla Pano after running through a couple of factions on TTS and then, yeah, played them all the way up until CanCon and then 
did really well there, including our hipstering vow. Uh, okay, we're not gonna we're gonna have this debate again. But what I say though is between the fencing and between uh, your look, you could have very well replaced Harry Cavill in the new Witcher. I, I, as the Witcher, to be honest. Well, maybe that's what you're going for. I, I, I don't know. But either way, um, uh, what's his name? It's awesome to have you. And it's crazy that you got into Infinity. Uh, you listened to the podcast, Infinity Podcast, before even playing the game. That's To me, that, that's just that's really interesting, actually. That's, so just absorbing did, all that knowledge. Just Did you start... Um, like, you started TTS through necessity because of COVID? Oh, no, I started TTS because I wanted to play without having to buy a bunch of minis assembled with okay. them. And also because scheduling in real life is just harder than it is on TTS, where I can just go, hey, does someone want to play and generally get a game within half an hour? So did you did find you? Oh. TTS and the Infinity mod for it on your owners? Or did someone say, hey, you know, I know it sucks. You know, you can't get to it. Uh, if you want to try it out, you know, buy TTS okay, so, and download the mod. So I joined the Discord when I started oh. to get back into it. Just because it's like, so I joined the Facebook groups for the Global League and also for New South Wales. And then I joined the Discord because I basically did just a general ask about, hey, what is the online spaces for this? And then through there, I just got TTS and I got games in on TTS. And like, I think the Infinity mod for TTS is pretty good, especially because of, and I think Infinity is a game that translates pretty well to TTS. We'll talk more about that later, but. I don't really have many complaints about the TTS mod. I was going to ask, do you, do you watch a lot of YouTube videos or many YouTube videos? It's This is probably my over-competitive and slightly hipster streak coming through, but the only Infinity YouTuber I'm able to reliably sit through is Robert Shepard. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, fair enough. Yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't he'll, he'll enjoy that. hearing this. There's, there's, yeah. not, there's not a huge amount of them on the... Um, on the oh, on the internet, there's a couple. there's a decent amount, but most four. of them are just doing battle reports. Yeah, no, yeah, there's five off the top of my head. Yeah, so there's all. There's all. There's fast uh, panda, fast panda, dice abide, infinity gamer, guerrilla miniature, um, guerrilla miniature gaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, yeah, and they're all they're all great content in their own way. But yeah, Rob is definitely the biggest big uh, like the biggest mm-hmm. the most in depth. And yeah, that's that's yeah, I, yeah, I fully because appreciate. I just don't i personally i really like the way rob talks about infinity and i think that you guys and rob have sort of spoiled a lot of other creators for me because you approach the game in a way i really like you're welcome back anytime on this podcast (laughs) after hearing that Uh, all right anyway um all right let's uh let's jump in a little bit uh onto the next section uh what are we doing next jacob uh, well, we'll try and catch up a little bit. Have we had any... Let's start with Infinity Hobby, because I know what you've been doing, Val. Absolute blindfold hipster. Yeah, so Infinity-wise, I had one game in the last two weeks with Taji Boy. I brought Tack Attack. Who I took Tack Attack up to Geelong, because um, there's a lot of a lot of people with a lot of opinions about tack and a lot of about the game in general in Geelong. So um, one by one, I have to work through them and put them back in their place. So I brought, I brought, I brought my um, tack up to Geelong and the highlight was me and Ty started the game. And um, one of the things I've been disputing people about is Pavel McManus. I think he's exceptional, exceptional. Anyway, um, and everyone's like, no, he's shit. So when me and Taj started the game, I had all these camera markers. And I said, Taj, you can have one objective point if you guess which camera marker is Pavel straight off the bat. Uh, he, he he failed to guess which one it was. But nonetheless, uh, throughout the game, uh, on turn three, 
I had to assassinate his Guija. Pavel McManus went from end from from coast to coast, oh, charging oh, the Guija oh, in the yeah. face, if, getting two wins on it, and then having my Ratnik. If there's one, one, if there's one thing that Pavel will do, I, I like I look. You look at his profile, and all he is is he is an anti-tag missile. That's a missile, right? That's Absolute missile. All, he is. Oh, he is. I need one thing dead. All right, you are dying. Yeah. You're dead. Pretty much. He's so good. He's so good. Anyway, so that was really fun. Um, it was actually a draw of five all in the end. Uh, Ty, we played frontline. Taj actually played the classifieds. I played the mission. Um, in the sense that like, I went the objective zone, so I won like the attrition war. He won the uh, objective war, so it was a five all draw. It was a really cool game. I got to test out the Ratnik. I got to test out Ford Reserve Australox, and got to test out Havel. So all really good things. So yeah, really happy. What about, about you, you uh, Ivory? Well, I've uh, I've been assembling my Morats that I took home from CanCon and some other stuff because uh, I really want to get them on the table in person instead of just on TTS. Uh, also, I've just been experimenting and talking with other good Infinity players and my my fellow partner in Ungabunga, Jordan, about Morats. No, you you are you are going from Panda. You are literally going back to Monkey. Yes, exactly. I am I am giving over my camo state, I'm giving over most of my shooting, I am and I am picking up smoke and warbands. That's it. That's that's what Morats is. Smoke and warbands. And the sooner people realize that, the smoke warbands. Smoke warband and veteran. I mean veteran doesn't matter until you come up against Tohar and they get very sad. Yeah, that's right. Well no veteran yeah, no, veteran What, ignoring loss of lieutenant it's great. It's huge. Thing. It's such a fail save. It's a massive fail save. No, it's mm. it's really great. Yeah. Um. So, and you're enjoying the Morats just uh, overall? Uh, they are breaking my brain in a way that I'm really enjoying because they're really okay. making me go. Like I've, they're forcing me to operate in a space that I'm really not used to operating in, and I can tell this is going to be really good for me as a player. Exactly right. So, so that's something I found when you jump from fashion to fashion, you learn. Each faction has a strength, a different strength in the terms of game mechanics. And you, as you jump from different faction to faction, you hone your skills in that in their strength, and then you can apply it across other factions that you use. And it's great. Yeah, so you'll get a lot out of it. Yeah, uh, I was also becoming aware of a couple of crutches I had in Vanilla Pano, which we'll talk about when we get to there. And I wanted to like take those out from underneath the camp before they became detrimental. Very, very good. Hear that, Jordan? Yeah. That's, and Jordan probably had the same thing with Atalanta. So, um, what about you? Uh, uh, I, unf- okay. I unfortunately keep trying to organize games. Um, I have to keep trying to do it last minute, and it's no one's fault that they can't say yes uh, because I keep having plans that fall through. Yeah. Well, you should, you should oh, try TTS. Oh, I don't. I don't. I don't I, every time I've played TTS, it's like three to four hours worth sitting down. I just. I'm, Mm. In summer, which I'm already losing my mind because of the oh heat, yeah, I no. just can't do it. Yeah, um, just show up on Thursday nights. Every th- actually, yeah, let's do a quick shout out. Thursday nights, House of War, people make it happen. Get on down. Uh, Peter's done a massive effort to get us um, into House of War. Where they stay open for us. They don't charge us table hire. Uh, there's plenty of terrain. Peter's um, always there. Let's just get on down Thursdays and like make it a real like make a real vibe of it because yeah he's done such a great job and yeah it'd be nice to get it you know kicking kicking along again yeah or also I've got a question from Kevin am I much of a painter or hobbyist no I am I'm not very good at, at anything artistic 
related. Uh, but I do really enjoy having my stuff painted. Like, shout out to Dan from my locals for, like, the week of CanCon going, no, you need to have your shit painted. You're not bringing silver to CanCon. Come in one one cloud day, and I'm going to help you speed paint your shit. And well, entirely well. worth it. Like, forever shout out to I, mean, I don't I don't I don't want to I don't want to say it because really it is embarrassing but silver surf. <laughs> oh, I was no, a massive just, silver surfer and literally until oh. Dan was like no, you're not allowed to be unpainted for CanCon. It's like okay. I was awesome. I was really I was really excited um uh, and we'll go we'll go through uh the upcoming events. Finally had um my tack mostly painted up like there's still a couple of silver service but not too many. Hey, very right? nice, dude. That's good work. Can't freaking go this weekend. Anything else that pumps freaking people? Uh, so you're not coming to the slow route. You we'll see. Ooh. Yeah, I know. I'm. We'll I'm. Like, I'm actually really gutted. Well, speaking of things that uh, of uh, Thursday and things I want to uh, run on Thursday, we've had two. One kind of small news drop. We had a, a cheeky little picture drop on the Spanish shop. Or, oh um, yeah, the Bakun and stuff. Uh, yeah, for the the. Please, please, please. Yeah. What you may we can talk about all the controversy and all the reactions. Is this picture? Mm. I'm. At, oh. I have to say, I'm actually kind of eagerly awaiting the Bakunin stuff because Bakunin was. Yeah, it looks so sick, and Bakunin was very nearly my second army because they're such they're such a versatile sectorial. I I think I I'm totally with you there, man. Um. I don't Feel like Bakunin. I remember I had one Christmas where all I asked for was Bakunin stuff. Um, I I'm super glad because we now have names for these things. I mean, I'm still oh, I haven't, I'm still I haven't seen the names. Well, well, I'll go through the in the Melbourne chat. You're you, not welcome uh, for you now. Um, but I, I I am still holding on hope that they are going to keep the anarchy side of Bakunin. And the profiles are still going to be there because, as far as I'm concerned, the riot girls look great, taskmasters look great. I think the only anarchy thing that really needs an update is like the Uberfile commando, and maybe well, the they've Warlocks. said that the Uberfile is definitely getting redone. But yeah, as well so, as of course, the biggest thing that needs redoing is the blizzard. Yeah, I I actually have that tag in a box in my room, as well as the uh, Bakun starter. By the way, they're all in my box of shame. Yeah, exactly. So it's box of shame, and there's a reason that the lizard's in there. Uh, I mean, I'm I play vanilla pan. I'm always pro there being more tags. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so we'll just go quickly. Some some of these uh, faces that we're seeing are uh, we've seen before. Some of them are obviously new. Uh, okay, so. Uh, what we've got here is sort of a mix of old and new, so uh, going left to right, uh, we've got our uh, healer here in the back, uh, so Revan Healer, uh, Revan Moira with HMG, Revan Moira with um, a multi-sniper rifle, over here we've got the Reverend Custodia, which is like your hacker, uh, one of the hackers for Bakunin, um, and the back here, I think what we have here, I think the Reverend Repent. Yeah, cool, cool. Uh huh. I'll just get the actual name up. Remember, it They look fucking cool, though, don't they? Oh, they look so the, the, good. The lighting's great. The paint jobs are great. I... Um, yeah, and the models look really cool. Uh, but yeah, no. What do you think? What do you think are like the two? So the two criticisms. 
uh, is the fact that they look like MO, which is shut up, idiots. And the other one is they look like Sisters of Battle from GW. Again, shut okay. up, idiots. So, on the MO one, they okay. look religious. Sorry, Ivory, I'm just going to interrupt like... you for one second oh, there. Jacob, we're trying to have a conversation here, but Christ's mm. sake, man. It'll be, yeah, sorry, it is the pen. I think it's the, the number five is the penitent observant. Observant. Okay. Alright, go for so, it. So, uh, on the MO thing, I think they're much more human than most of the MO stuff. Like, there's not as much power armor, and I think that massively distinguishes it. They both seem religious, but one is definitely knights in power armor, the other is just assorted religious cult stuff. Mm. And towards the Sisters of Battle stuff, like... It's really it's, just because it's it's really still... they look like nuts, that's it. Yeah, it's like, there's no flying flaming halos, organ tanks, like, it's not over the top enough to be... Yeah, they, they don't have the, um... Uh, what's the French thing that they all have on their face? The fleur de something. Fleur de lis. Yeah, uh... they don't have that so yeah, they're nuns. I I, I, I get the comparison, but what I really enjoy, like the old Moira SWC box, wasn't horrible, but it is nice to see them brought up to scratch with everything else. Because I think most people can agree the Reverend Moiras were always really, really awkward. Like profile wise or model wise? Model wise. Both. I mean both, both but I'm talking model wise right now. Yeah, gotcha. They were always yeah, okay. they were always just. Really awkward, kind of like just weird poses. Really forced to look a certain way. These are nice. They look like you know military people. Yeah, um, they look like they're actually doing things. Yeah. Okay. So next lot we got. Uh, seen this guy before. Um, nothing. Uh, nothing special. This is the Sin Eater Observant with um or Observer. I don't remember quite how he's said. So cool. With I think it's a multi, uh, multi. I can't think sniper of it. Rifle, I think that one is. Multi sniper rifle, yeah. I really like his helmet. I think it's really well, thematic. Yeah. I, I've I've always I've always liked them. I'm not really sure like how to use them per se because they're so squishy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But no, they're great. This is a this is a great model. Um. I don't know oh. about using about the actual profile for the senior senior, but we'll see what sure. come what may. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I think. That's um, great. So, these are the guys that you were talking about, Val, that you absolutely loved. And I like 95% of these models as well. So, these are the Reverend Cenobites. Um, and they very much have to give the feeling of um, like the Teutonic Knights and like the fact that it's a heavy infantry yeah. warband. Yeah, um, and okay. I, I, I'll have to say one thing just before you go on. I was so glad when I didn't hear someone say that these were the Riot Girls. So glad that there's something else. Yeah, oh. totally. Totally. I would I would hate if the Riot Girls... Like, these feel too generic to be Riot Girls for me. Hmm. What? Fuck. They look no, awesome. No, no, no. No, no, no. They look awesome, but they look very similar to a lot of other Infinity Heavy Infantry. Yeah. And I... And oh. they don't look punk enough to be Riot well, Girls. Yeah, hold hold on. If you take a look at the Riot Girls, I, I know exactly yeah, what Ivory's saying. Yeah. The Riot Girls with like the fact that yeah. their armor is like, like the tubing, like the metal muscles is their armor. Mm. I, I um, see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But gotcha. yeah, clear, clearly, clearly, this is some sort of uh, war band, a um, heavy infantry war band. Yeah. The only mm. the only gripe I have with this particular model. And I think this is where mainly where the it looks like Sisters of Battle comes in is the iron halos that they ah uh, yeah 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 I kind of um, like the iron. I love it all. I love it all. Yeah, I, I, all I, 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 
I'm kind of am in the camp of if I get these, get these, I might. They've I'm both got um, uh, they've both both got uh, wielding a sword, so their CC is almost guaranteed to be like seventeen or something. Uh, so yeah, 17 no CC skills are EM plus <laughs> exactly. combat weapon. Um, Perfect. Thank you, Susie. I mean, admit- yeah. and, and, and admittedly, don't forget, I think the moderators have incredible CC. They do, 20, yeah. That's yeah, so, that's I thought um, they were 18. No, that's 20. I just know they're 20. Shut yeah, up, Ivory. You've been playing the game less than 12 months. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Power minus so, 6 CC uh, what, I should say here, what we have here, uh, obviously, chain rifle. Uh, what do you... Seeing as you haven't seen it, what do you reckon that is? It has to be a missile launcher, doesn't it? No, I think that's either. A, I'm pretty sure it's the HRL. Yeah, no, I think, that's, yeah, it's HRL. I've, oh, there's a sword it's behind a mis- that. It's either oh, a that, missile launcher right, or that, a HRL. That's right. I was like, I thought that was part of the gun. You're right. That's a. No, it's just a sword. That's, that's a sword a, behind it. That's so a sword yeah, you thought that sword was part of it. I see. Yeah. It's either HRL or missile launcher. Oh, it, 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 yeah. it could be a Panzerfaust or a Flammer. Yeah, we'll see. We'll find out. Um, okay. Um, yeah, they're all great. And all awesome. The last and admittedly probably least uh, is the orphans of the observant or observant. Um, no idea. I'm assuming this is like some sort of line infantry yeah. sort yeah. of thing. She's got. Mm. Oh, she got the picture. Looks... She got a picture there. Yeah, but that's, okay. still, that's still something that line infantry. Yeah. No. Almost all the lo- nomad line infantry have a picture profile. Yeah, nice, 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 nice. Um, so Ooh. this this might be sort of, and I can see again, I can see sort of where the, the I don't, I wouldn't say that the models look. I go back to the first one. Hmm? What, what, I wouldn't say that the models necessarily remind me of Mo, other than the fact that they're vaguely religious. I, hmm. I, I mean, I find this to be religious. Mo, not really. They're just sort of knights. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, I, but yeah, I, I can understand I where this feels like. The MO release, right? When I you think got, mm. like you got the big dude, which is like the mm. uh, Holy Knight yeah. of Seppuku or whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, big dude, some heavy infantry. Right, yeah, this, this, and this one really, fi- these, this one really feels like what the Corsiers is that? Is that the Corsiers? Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, they're light infantry. This makes me think that like that the orphans of the observance makes me think that maybe moderators are going away. Mm. And I'm both being sad about that. I mean, did they did they scuttle order sergeants? They didn't. Did yeah, they? they did. Yeah, they did. They are now elite light infantry. That's right. They are. They're, They're very good light infantry. Yeah, they are good. But it makes me think that either moderators are going away or are being massively changed, which I think mm-hmm. will make the vanilla nomads lieutenant question very interesting. Because like, do they ah, go back to yeah. interventors? Yeah. Or, yeah. Good, um, good. That would be a nice change, actually. Yeah. And seeing as we are in the uh, in the habit of um, rebalancing or balancing, um, um, or some factions. So they've done CA, they've done ALF. It's only natural. I mean, do, ALF was more know, a casualty of the CA stuff than anything else. Yeah, true, true, true. No, nah, that's fair enough. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, look, they're great. We'll find out more. Um, bad luck, everybody. Hector's playing uh, Bakunin, so I think we're all doomed. Um, but we'll see. All right. Um, there's also the road bikes or whatever, but whatever they'll come when they come. Um, yeah, do you want to go through the events quick, and then we can jump into the main segment? Uh, yeah. So uh, as I mentioned before, we have in uh, Melbourne we have a logo going uh, a uh, fantastic lo- local Peter. Uh, it's at House. Um, 
I'll be the one uh, TOing this time. All right, well, that's every, right. everybody brush up on your rules, because Val's not going to be any. <laughs> that's fucking right. You guys have had Peter for too long, uh, and you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna learn to appreciate him yeah, after it's, I'm it's, done it's with this. It's time to, time to uh, be pushed out of the, out of the net, flying your own. Exactly right. Yeah, so it that's is right. uh, happening on uh, Sunday, 26th of February, so as of recording, the end of this week, at House of War in Ringwood. In Ringwood, costs for the tickets is $20. Uh, and the mission lineup is highly classified, supplies, and Wi-Fi. Awesome, awesome. Do you want me to read the next one? or? You oh, I, was, I was just going to say, uh, just from uh, what Pete said, it is a beginner-friendly tournament, and he does encourage any sort of veteran players to try and bring in something new, something different, because right. that's what this entire... That's right, and um, I will be checking, and if I've ever seen you at an event with anything you're, uh, that you've run before, you will be disqualified. Didn't that happen to you so, when you took I, um, ISS? Uh, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, yes, yes. Val, yes. I think, is a master of the school of do as I say, not as I do. Hey, that's absolutely right. Absolutely right. Um, it's my school. Should I read the next one, or do you want to cover this one? Uh, no, you go for it, man. Easy. All right. So we also have the Anzac Cup. The Anzac Cup is a major annual event organized by Australian Defence Force Wargaming Association. It's been run since 2020, 2012. They did have a brief period of hiatus through COVID. Uh, this is a charity event with donations going to Soldier On, so a very good cause. The event is a casual community emphasis, so prizes are generally via raffle rather than tied to the placings. Some of the game systems that will be happening will be Age of Sigma. Warhammer 40k, X-Wing, and various historicals. Now, obviously, Infinity will be... Uh, actually, yes, and Infinity will, will be there as well. So that's And that's held on the 15th and 16th of April at the Australian Defence Force Academy Gym. Now, the Infinity event is... Uh, the details for the Infinity event itself is... Infinity has been a regular feature of Anzac Cup since the event moved to Canberra from Queensland. Rob Wright will be your TO this year, or Inane Imp on the forums. I believe he's on, on our Discord as well. So uh, hit him up if you have any further questions. Basically... We he did a survey to understand what people want. The overwhelming response has been a four-match format to maximize attendance. But basically, it seems that the four matches, either starting time will be Saturday at 11 o'clock. Uh, it is a four-match uh, tournament starting on Saturday the 15th and not before 11. So if you guys want to get a little bit messy on uh, the Friday, you might be all right. 300-point ITS format, no mods. There will be two custom missions that you'll find out uh, when you get there. And the intent is to provide a standard ITS experience. Uh, the mission lineup will be Frontline, uh, Centerfield 2.0, and Kylie Pacified, as well as Rescue. Uh, do you mind if I just jump in and say that I've played both Centerfield and Kylie Pacified? They're great missions. I really love them. Is, is Centerfield? Uh, I'm thinking of something. Uh, and just, uh, it's, it, also a, it's also a custom. Um, just for everyone's information, Soldier On um, is a charity that supports uh, the mental health of veterans and is aimed at reducing uh, veteran suicide. Um, so it's it's a good cause. It's a cause that addresses a real issue. Um, and so if you have a chance to go, support, have a good time. Absolutely, no, 100%. Yeah, it's, it's a very, very real thing. So. Yeah. You guys and, think of coming up? 
Yeah, I'm pretty keen. Um, I think the guys have already started organising in the other chat. I just haven't checked. Uh, I've got like 95 messages to catch up on. And mm-hmm. I will eventually. Well, 15th and 16th of April. Maybe I will. Yeah, well, this could be your first chance to regain your honour before BCB, Val, because I'll Ooh. be going. You'll be going? All right. Well, it'll be yeah. a round one, Ivory, so... Yeah. All right, all right. Yeah. One of us, one well, of us is... One of us, only one of us may continue. One of us will be submarining. Uh, so, uh, yeah. And uh, just a super quick announcement that we are looking... Well, Kev and everybody is looking to start organising Burn City Brawl um, at the moment. The only thing that we can confirm is that it's probably going to happen on the 5th and 6th of twenty twenty-three. Awesome. Uh, oh, that'll be really exciting. Always looking forward to that. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully I can don't have to face you this year, uh, Jay, because la- both last BCBs we faced just against your bloody... Um, it was you... Ch- it, was OSS, no, it, was, it was OSS and then Toha. OSS and... No, no, did not. I had to heal quick Cockram. Oh, wait, hold on. No, sorry. Kev, Kevfinity was... Wait, no, I think OSS was like a million years ago. I don't know why I remember. Exactly. That. You're right. Then yeah, you're I um, So, Ivory, we're going to get into it. We did prepare a couple of questions just to kind of introduce you. We've obviously asked some, so we know uh, how you get in the game. But I guess to maybe find some common ground with some of our listeners, could you recommend maybe a TV show, book, or video game for our listeners, or one that oh, you've just enjoyed yourself? Uh, I have maybe all three. You... Okay, so... I I live under a bit of a rock when it comes to TV shows. So like the most recent thing that I've probably watched is Inside Job, and I really enjoyed that. I've seen it. Okay. Just yeah. Uh, also, oh, video oh, games. Yeah. No, no go on. No, no, yeah, yeah. Video game wise, uh, I really, I've really been. I've I'm replaying Hades since Hades like Hades Two was re- announced, and I've been really enjoying that. That's a good game. Okay, yeah, nice. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll uh, have that again. And on the books front, <laughs> it's out of frame, but I just look across and there's like this massive bookshelf on my wall. So it's just. <laughs> well, is, can you pan your camera and show off uh, your bookshelf? Because books are status symbols. That's what, that's what I use them for. Yeah, I don't read them. I use them as status symbols. So we got this old stack of Jesus. And you like read them all. books and stuff. Uh, right. Probably a good 90% of them. Easy. Uh, Oh, that's the opposite. I've got read ten percent of my books, so there you go. And then there's also there's that bookshelf yeah. there, and then there's a pile of books that like to be sorted down in that. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay. All right. That's uh, very so, but if I had to pick one, I would go just a general book that I think everyone would love. I really enjoyed um, the Stormlight Archive by Brandon Sanderson. Great piece oh. of epic fantasy. That's does a really interesting take on its magic, and I really like it. Oh, what was it, Storm? The Stormlight Archive. Stormlight. Thank you very much. All right, awesome. Well, um, sure, hopefully, we should we should mention give... the reason that we're, we're talking to Ivory today. No, it's not, not just because you enjoy my company. Yeah, well, well <laughs> it's not just that he's great company. Is he provides a really unique perspective on sort of getting into Infinity. That sort of cropped up, obviously, in the last year with COVID, where a lot of people who played Infinity and TTS, it was like sort of their holdover until uh, lockdowns and what have you mm-hmm. um, ended. We didn't know a huge amount of people who started with TTS, right? So started with, like, you know, we had obviously ep- episodes where we talked about and as more than more than anything complained about what we didn't like about TTS. But Ivory, you've gone from... 
and we'll talk about it in a little bit, uh, gone from TTS to uh, what I what Val's been calling, and Kevin has been calling, I love the name uh, word for it, Skinfinity. Mm. Um, yeah. As well as going from that to doing really freaking well in your first uh, CanCon tournament, and then... I mean, it was having one victory that I was especially proud of. Yeah, and then having the fuck up. <laughs> one very uh, peculiar choice, uh, which we'll also talk about in a bit, of taking uh, Han out. And we'll pick your mm. brain. We'll pick your brain about that in a bit. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, look, uh, it is definitely an interesting, interesting perspective. Um, but I guess so far from your general experience of Infinity, what what are your three like selling points on Infinity? Yeah, especially what um, what, what brought you, what kept you from leaving it as something you played on. Okay, one, the community, the Infinity community. As much as we will sometimes rag upon the online space, it's a, an amazing community. I don't think I've ever been in a better community. Two, I, I, th- I think I think especially with Infinity, toxicity is the exception rather than the rule. The only toxicity yeah, which is... that exists in Infinity is the critique of people's tables online. That's the only toxicity. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> then, but I mean, we're talking to you. Yeah, sorry. Go on. Sorry, we should stop. Yeah. Second thing would be. The order and ARO mechanic, I yeah. I love it so much, yeah. and it's really hooked me. It's why it's why I'm really excited for Warpro, because at the end of the day, I am a fantasy person more than I am a sci-fi person, but the mechanics of Infinity are just so unmatched that I don't can't see anything replacing it. But it would be really cool to have a fantasy game with some magic. So I'm a sucker for good magic. So basically, I'm eagerly awaiting Walker, and I hope they do magic well. Uh, I was going to ask, um, Ivory, in in terms of CB products, have you tried any of their other games, like um, Aristea, Defiance, uh, anything like that? I've played Aristea, and I really enjoyed it. And I'm a big board gamer. Like, especially, I like I backed Gloomhaven, I backed Frosthaven, I have Jaws of the Lion. So I think Defiance would be right up my alley. It's just a matter of I haven't really been able to get hold of it. Like, You'd be an insufferable board game to play with. You'd just be like really good at like every board game, and then you just fucking min max it. Oh, oh no, no, no! I I'm very shit at the start, but I pick yeah. up I pick up things quickly, but then but then I plateau for a very long time. Yeah, but you'll be you'll be and like one of, you'll through. be like one of those annoying guys who's like, oh, I've never played it before. You'll lose and be like, oh, I double or nothing, and then just wipe the floor with everybody. <laughs> uh, you, you, you just see numbers, you see the code, and it starts. Uh, I can neither confirm nor deny these rumors. Uh, <laughs> all right. Third thing that you love about Infinity. Uh, the third thing I'd have to love about it is I love CBs. Uh, CB as a company is amazing. Their proxy rules, their rules updates, their the way they rebalance stuff. Yeah. I, I, will, I, have to, having... I have to agree with Val that CB is almost the perfect company. Exactly. I'm telling you. Their ambassador is great. Uh, their online tools are great. OTM aside, it's the free tournament organizing thing, um, yeah. a free army app, uh, wiki rule wiki. No, they're fantastic. Mm-hmm. They're really, really. And really, like, really, really, really. I think the people will shit on CB, but a lot of the people then. But I like, I feel so spoiled whenever I even look at another game system. I go, where's where's my wiki? Where's my army app that I can have on my phone? Yeah, where's all, where's all where's all the free stuff? Yeah, we got a pretty yeah. good, don't we? We got a. And good. also the proxy rules are mint. 
Yeah, exactly right. Um, on the top of your proxy rules, actually, have you utilized them to play any fa- any uh, whatever, to any factions to test out any factions like Rob does? Yes. Well, obviously, you've got TTS, right? So you can just do whatever. No, I've 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 done that to test out factions. It's like we'll get to it later, but I I think if I have the choice between playing a TTS game or a in in person game with the same person, I would rather an in person game. Ooh, okay. So. I have used, like, yeah, I've used proxies a bit when I was looking for an army to play after Pano. But... Then you just happen to win uh, the Morat, so not too bad. Yeah, and uh, so, but I'll probably be proxying some stuff until I get all my Morats painted up and built. Uh, uh, I was going to ask, actually, is there any rule or infinity skill that's been harder to cultivate or get your mind around as a new player? Using link teams. This is yeah. just a me thing. Like I don't think any real rule gave me trouble, but the hardest skill for me is using link teams well. I really struggle with it. Like I can't tell you how many harasses I've lost accidentally or I've slightly misplaced my core. Yeah. Like the use of link teams is just a skill that I find very hard. Yeah, yeah. I, I, re- I remember I used to when I first started. I used to spread out my link teams, and it's always a problem when you have to. Or constantine them back together. Always have to do it. You always have to do it over this freaking road, and there's always something watching that road, and you just get obliterated. Yeah. Well, what about when you spread them out, and then they uh they just like pick off the link team leader, and then the, you kind of reform the fucking thing. And you're just like, yeah, Fuck. yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's a nightmare as well. No, they're definitely yeah, they're definitely a skill. Uh, it's definitely a skill issue. Um, so get good. Um, and just mm. uh the final question, just to dox you a little bit, Ivory. Uh, in case any of our listeners want to avenge my honour and challenge you to an in-person game, where is your local? Uh, I'm, a, I'm a Sydney guy myself, so it's like, go games town hall. My, I keep meaning to track up to the combat company. And yeah, so just Sydney, Sydney myself. Uh, so yeah, so, uh, Sydney uh, City. Right? Yeah, so, Sydney City yeah. area. Easy. So you, what some of your local opponents are? Uh, Dion? Uh, Dion... I've been um, him. Dion, Daniel, Tomball, uh, Daniel. Sorry, I just um, it's, 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 it sounds like Val's trying to. Um, trying to set up. Church. It's trying to. Uh, uh, oh, the, can't remember what's that thing where it's like. He's trying to prove he's better than me by beating everyone who beats me. Yeah, well, actually, have you have you played Tomball? I've never actually even played Tomball. Like he's been. I like played him Tom. once in a very strange game of decapitation that we sort of abandoned because we were both a bit dead. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, no, he looks. Um, yeah, I've I've been to like six events, six cancons or five cancons with him, and I've never been anywhere near his tables. Um, until mm. like, the painting time. Um, but yeah, so he's uh, yeah, so I'd love to have a game with him one day as well. So, he's be- such a good player, like yeah. genuinely an amazing player. Exactly. Um, so and he's an amazing hobbyist. He's just well rounded, uh, right? He's, he's just yeah. Even Rob, oh, I remember his. Tom, Tom Bull is the true all-rounder of Infinity. I remember oh, Tom. Tom had these really nice, like blue, hollow man one year. Oh really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like his Ekonto Cemento is gorgeous. His Shazvastia oh. gorgeous. Everything he paints mm. is just so good. It's yeah. It's just um. Oh. All right. So, all right. So that's getting to know you. All right. Should we just dive into the TTS stuff, uh, Jacob? Yeah. Sounds yeah. good. Great. Um. So yeah. Uh, Jacob, you want to take you ask some questions? We got some utilized, but uh, some pre-prepared or yeah. anything off the top of your head. So you meant you mentioned, I think earlier, but uh, 
just again, when did you start playing TTS? Uh, 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 early to mid last year, so it would have been like April to June. Okay, so is that, is, is that real? Is that sort of the timeline of, I suppose, till now your Infinity experience? Yes, like uh, I got a demo a bit before I first got TTS, right. and I watched one game of Morats versus something when I was in like year eleven. Gotcha. Oh, okay. So that, right, okay. okay. Um, and that is all that I've experienced. So what? So, but hold, but but I, I'm I, I'm guessing that that one game in year eleven didn't leave the beat like massive impression. It left the impression this game is really cool. I want to get into it. Yeah. And then life happened. So so yeah. what? So what f- did you just decide? Like, how did you get that first demo game? Uh, the f- well, I did that well that time. I was just in the game store looking for some D and D stuff, and I saw a game Infinity was going, and I'd still been lurking. So I was like, "Oh shit, Infinity game! I'll watch this." Okay. So I just watched it for about an hour. Do you, do you remember who your who your mum or dad was? Well, <laughs> I just Infinity like mum and dad. Well, I was just gazing in from the sidelines. I didn't ah, I gotcha. like. I spoke to them okay. a little bit, yeah. and I just watched the game, and then I never really yeah. spoke to them again. I genuinely oh. do not. Re- Remember so who, which of the Sydney guys it was? Like oh, okay. it was one of them. Like yeah, yeah w- one of you would have seen like this, yeah. like this weird teenager who walked into one of your games <laughs> of the Sydney guys and but, just watched intently. Yeah, just watched, asked a couple of questions, and then I sort of didn't do anything with that until it's like, um, in early uni, I've suddenly got like an extra ten free hours a week that I don't know what to do with. Ah, oh, Infinity was kind of cool. Maybe I should get back Very, into that. And then, enough. as you mentioned, nah, before, good decision. You- as you mentioned before, you joined the Discords and the Facebooks, and that's how you organized your games? Yeah, yeah and then I yeah, I got one demo game. I was like, this is fucking sick. Then I got TTS that night. Uh-huh. Very. Ah, so you got it that night, and then you, it took you a couple... Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Now, on, on the TTS, who? Uh, how did you kind of line up your first couple of games? Were you just, like, just asking people for a game? Like, yeah, I just went looking for group. Like, looking for game. I just I, think, I just hopped in a looking for game channel and did that. What was the first faction you kind of started playing around with on TTS? Um, so at the beginning it was a bit of a split. So first three, first two factions I looked at were Panoshiania and Combined Army. Panoshiania because I love some big robots that shoot good, yeah. and also and Combined Army because Protheon was really cool, and also all the tool basically are. Oh, and also the aspects really drew me in. Very, very. No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, really big drawing piece, uh, mo- uh, pieces, all those models. Uh, therefore, cool. And yeah, you... but I was more drawn in by their rules than their models, to be honest. Uh, so, yeah, you really deep dive the rules, understanding the game. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no. I, I think I'm one of the few people who's read the Infinity official rulebook cover to cover. Like, I've read the PDF all the way through. Uh, very, very cool. Okay, okay. Well, actually, yeah. so... But that's that's so that's, that's, that's how I got ready for my that's how I got ready for my first game. My first game was I just well, on the tram to work. I was just reading the PDF to be like I I just gotta figure out how this game works so I don't make an ass of myself. Oh really? Okay. Um, I read, I read like N two and maybe N uh, no I read N three from uh, uh cover to cover, but not and a little bit of N two oh, and N four just bits and pieces because I that, kind of that, have to that's a that's a, that's an ode to because this is back in N three so the rules are a little bit more complicated. Um, I mean, I did the same in N three. Yeah, what I'm saying there is it is ode to um 
again, CB, the fact that we could, you and I could both read the rule book, trying to figure out how to play the game from that. Mm. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, on TTS, what was your first tournament? Was it Vols tournament? Was it ITL? No. Or? I've played one round of a Vol tournament. Yeah. And then I just had to not do it because of life stuff. It, uh, and I, the one game I played in a Vol tournament was I took double Yotam and I curb stomped some white banner, some poor white banner player in the Sva, in the Sval versus white banner tournament. <laughs> very nice, very nice. I because agree. I just was like, right, the first Yotam kills all your AP stuff. Now you can't kill the second one. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. That's pretty legit. Nicely done. Nicely done. Cool. Um. Same. And I guess in terms of the TTS and online space, uh, what have you kind of utilized to kind of improve, I guess? Uh, is it just reps or is it speaking to like some of the okay. top-tier players? Yeah, go on. So, I think, so I'm going to split this question into two. One, what I think the advantages of using TTS to improve are, and two, what I've used. So, first of all, the first advantage I think of TTS is the sheer number of games you can get in. Like, there was a period where I was getting at least two games a week solidly for like more than a month. So, like, going into my first game with Dion, I realized that I'd had as many games as him in my Infinity career as he'd had in about a year and a half just because of the reps that TTS lets you get. Yeah, that's significant. Because I was something like 20 games in by that point and I'd been playing for like five months. Yeah, and having them all in such a close space as well, it keeps it right yeah. front of mind, right? Secondly, yeah, secondly, the watermark of players when you can play basically everyone is so much higher. Like, imagine if you could just call up, like, Rob like Rob Cantrell or Lockie Carter and just go, hey, you want a game? Sure. Val, and then get your curb stomped by them and then learn from that. Yeah, yeah, sure. Like, like, I probably played three or four games against Lobo, yeah. and he just utterly kicked the shit out of me. Really, every but time. it was always a really... Yeah, like, he is a Rob Cantrell level player. Mm, very interesting. Yeah, I'm, I've always... Because obviously you see some stuff online. I'm always tempted to play some, like, the those top-tier players, but just don't have time. Uh, or the, yeah. Yeah, the mains. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it feels like... It, and it feels the wrong time to just, like, call one, them specifically out. Okay, so reps to improve and playing uh, high-tier yeah. players. Yeah, yeah and also... The fact that you can just run whatever you want, you don't need, it's like, it's not like, oh, I don't have enough S3 or S4 bases for this, or, uh, these are confusing proxies. The access to high-level players, the access to profiles, and the access to games mm. are the three big advantages I feel with TTS. And the, for me, the way I improved was just those high reps, but also getting to consume, getting to consume Infinity Media by people who understand their shit and talking to people outside of games during games and after games like yeah okay yeah, yeah. That, that's actually that's a really good point in, in person games that's where a lot of people improved uh when i was early on where you have a game on, a ca on your casual night right and then after the game you debrief what even if you lost or won right you debrief with your opponent how yeah. it went right and then your opponent can be like you know what i was actually even though i won or whatever i was finding what you were doing here really tricky or vice versa, right? Yeah. And that's how you learn. So the same sort of thing happens on, on the online space, mm -hmm. which is cool. I, also, I, I know how it. I know how it I, is in. Sorry, just quickly. I know how it is in yeah. real life. Um, did you? But did you find with that sort of advice? Did you find you had to ask for it, or was it volunteered? Um. Okay. 
If it was just a pickup game, and especially if the player was more experienced than me, it was generally volunteer. Yeah. But I would generally ask for it, especially in a tournament. I'll generally ask my opponent what they thought, and I'll talk to my opponent about that, and that sort of thing. Okay. Nice. That's that's really good, and obviously there's a desire to improve, so that's it's there as yeah. well. So. No. I I I'm very competitive. Okay. But I, the, it's a bit of a problem. Are you competitive in the sense that you? Uh, but is the most enjoyable part to you about the game winning, or is it about um just problem solving and? Yeah. I want to do better. I want to make less mistakes. I want to be pleased with how I play. Gotcha. Yeah, but 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 how pleased you are with how you play isn't uh isn't always uh isn't determined by whether yeah. you win or lose though. I would I would rather a good hard fought loss where I didn't make mistakes. Then, just I had the gear check. You did not have a solution to the gear check. I just beat you to death with the gear check. Exactly right. No, for sure. And that's why losing the, my game to you really like water off a duck's back. Really, to be honest, I'm well over. Yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just, just it's only like been three months. Well, um, we're not we're not going to come into your house one day and just find like a, a list. Just lying, are we? <laughs> <laughs> just um, like a shrine to me with like well, one of my no, eyes I know, I'm, I'm more thi- I'm more thinking if you remember Steve Buscemi and um, Billy Madison. No, no. I mean, no. Um, actually, so just on, uh, but with TTS, so what are some of like the the really charming features of TTS? What are you, what are some of the features you enjoy? Uh, like my, one thing that comes to mind for me with TTS is the um the the maps. The maps can like using interiors and uh being able to use interiors of mm. of buildings. Okay, that's really cool. So, uh, I really like the the TTS order panels are spectacular. They just make it so easy to understand, and I love being able to color code groups. That is, like, the really big thing for me. Like, I've gone so far as considering buying two colors worth of tokens so I can just color code all my stuff just so I can, like, all right, everything with a blue thing next to it is group one, everything with a red thing next to it is group two. Yeah, nice, nice, yeah. And it makes it easier for both players, right? Because the open information... The open information that exists in the game needs to be as accessible as possible for both players for it to be, you know, useful. Yeah. So, um, hence the... mm -hmm. Yeah. So, no, that's that. That's for sure. No, what about you know one one thing? Uh, you know, that's one thing that's interesting in TTS though is with the buildings. In the same vein that I, I like the fact that there's buildings and they're easy to use, what, but the verticality of the buildings adds like adds uh, how to how to how to explain this? It adds like it it, uh, it makes the table bigger. So if you have too many big buildings to climb, it makes the 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 map or the terrain quite a lot larger. So like if you have to scale up buildings. Obviously, it, it yeah. like almost expands the map from 48 by 48, yeah. if that makes sense. No, definitely. I have found... Okay, this. I think this is a bit of a hot take here. And, like, I'm prepared to be flamed for it. Okay, Real-life tables are more consistent than TTS tables in their playability. Go on, expand. Okay, I just, I, well, I actually, I'm just gonna make a quick clarification on that, just because of my experience with some tables. When you talk about playability you're talking about how in tts you can have sort of almost too much buildings or like it's too weird of a buildings you're not talking about yeah. the buildings themselves because i've had ones where yeah. they were completely no, no, broken it's... and i couldn't like have a dude on a bridge because if i got rid of the bridge he just fell down so you're not yeah talking about no that. it's no i'm not talking about like functional playability i'm talking about playability from a gameplay perspective like, you, there's a bunch of tables that they're just art projects. They don't play a good game yeah. in Infinity. Um, and there are 
there are so many TTS tables are far too dense. Yeah, I remember. Uh, yeah. I remember moving was... on to a question. Yeah, you go. Oh, I was just. I remember. I was just on your point. I remember there was a table I looked at once that was like, I think it was supposed to be an Ariadna base or something like that, and it was like cut in half. So it was this weird like underground thing. So it's think of a four by four table, but then you're also playing on a four by four by four cube. Nah, yeah, nah, it's yeah, yeah. Uh, it's too big, yeah. So yeah, so go on. Uh, Ivor, you were saying um... right. So there's. Yeah, so there's a question later to, like, I have any weird habits from TTS. I was taking so many templates and so many chain rifles just because the tables on TTS, they do definitely skew much more to dense. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. Like, so you think that uh, they, they skew so far <laughs> that they've affected the um, the profiles and uh, selection of units? Oh, entirely. Like, there is a clamoring voice saying that Varuna is just not good. On TTS. Like, and as you guys are mainly in-person players, what would you say if I said, uh, OSS and Varuna, they're just not good. What would your responses be? You'd say, get off the internet. Um, no, I, I honestly... Yeah. No, um, no, but that is that is the genuine conception. Yeah. You, because of... You'd, you'd almost... You're, so, so on TTS, um, uh, like, like <clears throat> SMGs and multi-rifles feel a lot more powerful than they do in real life. Mm. I've... I would say that more than a third of tables I have played on, I could get a Krakot Renegade into template range with my opponent. Right. Who hasn't made major deployment mistakes. Jesus, really? That Okay. I have to come I have to play some TDS sometime. Uh, we might have to play some It's TDS getting sometime. better. It's yeah, getting sure. better. Sure, yeah. But yeah. It definitely skews much more towards dense in a way that I think is counter to CB's intent with Infinity because of the way they have priced long-range weapons. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because it skews the formula. Like uh, my friends got us. Uh, we're playing on bug hunt tables, and like they're really fun. Uh, but they they definitely skew the formula uh, to reward uh, those template weapons uh, too mm-hmm. much. So, no, that's really interesting. Okay, cool. Gotcha. So yeah, between the command panel and uh, the ease of use. Uh, and the yeah. accessibility to lots of factions. I uh, know some of the best parts. Now, what's tr- what's been really easy to translate from uh, TTS to uh, meet uh, to in-person Infinity, uh, and what hasn't? Almost all the skills are quite easy to translate. Yeah, so it is transferable. Yeah, me and Kevin were having discussions. Yeah. So. The on. only thing that's a bit hard, eyeballing distances is really weird on TTS. Yeah. So I. And also because there is grid squares in deployment, they sort of, like sometimes you'll just remember vague yeah. grid sca- square differences, and then that's just and like, oh, yeah, I know how far that is approximately. That, that, that's, so it. I'm, that's it. I can't, I can't tell you how many times I've played on a particular table and the way they've put it together has the tiles. So you, it, th- that does happen in real life as well. That's true. Yeah. But no, but what I'm saying is it's meant that I'm not great at eyeballing distances. Uh, they, like okay. that is my that I think apart from my issues with lead teams and some of the crutches that I have, my biggest flaw as a player is I'm just not there with eyeballing distances yet. 
go out that grenade launcher just right, though. I'm just saying. I mean, right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> 32 inches. That's your fault, not uh, mine. Uh, that was pretty fucking. Oh, jeez. Uh, now, okay, so the the eyeballing the distances. Okay, yeah, that's that that's yeah, that's really important, I guess. Obviously, the command, uh, the the commands, uh, the zone of control checks probably help a little bit. Oh yeah, no. So I would, I think, the zone of control checks. I. This is definitely not me being biased. I think they're a great thing for Infinity. They're perfectly balanced. Yeah, absolutely. No, but uh, I do genuinely think they're good just because, I don't know, I don't like the idea that, oh, oh dear, I'm 8.1 inches away. I was trying to hack you. I get shot to death. Yeah, that's just silly, right? It's just like, yeah, it's... it's... Or I'm going to, I think I'm in 8. I'm going to declare a dodge with this camo marker. Oh, I'm out of 8. I'm just revealed for no reason. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Oh, it's, oh um, yeah, I, I started. I started with an eight of that mine. I, I didn't realize. Yeah, it was just toughen up, toughen um, up, no, princesses. <laughs> no, I, I'm in. T- I'm in two minds about that. I get why it's. I get why it's like that. But I do miss the old days of having to guess. Yeah, game comes from the hard knock uh, school. I mean, I think. I think my counter to that, Jacob, though, is it is a very minimal difference for experienced players. But it really punishes players within their first six months of Infinity. Yeah, look, like like I said, I I know why it's there. It, like the the N four to N three for me, the most part was a um a quality of a life improvement more than anything. We didn't really lose anything. Um, we just got the game was faster. The game was um yeah, the game was faster. The game was less confusing. Um, it was it was. Yeah, it was better. I just like to, I just like to say it because I do miss a couple of things from N three, but not enough to really rail against N four. Yeah. yeah, and moving on to like talking about, I think different versus better. I think is important to bring up. Yeah, go on. Go on. I think the game itself is a better game on a real table in person because you get to talk to people. You get to have your models in your hand, which is so good. You get the fun of rolling dice. Mm-hmm. And it's a sh- it's generally tends to be shorter. Mm. But, and I say but, <laughs> but the logistics of TTS are so much better than Meet Space yeah. Infinity. Yeah. Not having to bring a table, not having to set up a table, not needing, like, making sure you got all your tokens and that and that and that and that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, being able to play with all, any and every army and not needing, like, the 12 sundry purchases which you need to make the war game function. Yeah. Yeah, because... Like... You, you, f- you forget that Infinity... Also... Infinity... The is... ability to turn every model into its silhouette. I should have mentioned that in, like, the best things about TTS. Uh, TTS, yeah, that's really yeah. Nice. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. Especially, Just, especially, uh, especially when you're able to make it into a clear cylinder. Oh yeah, you can see through them. Oh, I forgot that. Yeah, that's amazing. So long as you just make yeah. you just make them two different colors on each each other side. Yeah, no, that was that was yeah. when I discovered that I was I was I'm and I'm with you with the color coding. The fact that every time I had a second group, I just had a green group and a red group. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, for sure, that was. Um, there's pros and cons to both, I guess. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah the, the, the in-person one's nice. I don't know, like the... I don't know, it also feels like you've kind of gone and done something when you go out on a game night for Infinity. Exactly. Um, but that's nice, because otherwise in the TTS... It feels like, much more personal. That, yeah, I, th- I, I think that is the main difference between TTS and uh, playing in person, is 
playing in person is an event like going out to dinner or a movie or something like that. Yeah. While as in playing TTS is you sitting down to play a video game. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, I was gonna say so. So so the skills are transferable. That's uh, great. Like I played you, I faced you. Like you, you were well on top of your game, and like you've only been playing nine months and mainly TTS. So I knew the skills were transferable. But yeah, you've confirmed that. Um, now what about hobby? Do people do much hobby in TTS? I I I think I know some of the answer. What about there, you? Okay, there is not hobby in the same way there is in person hobby. That like some people will upload their miniatures as three D renders, so you can play with three D models. But there is a table building community that I am not part of. There is a blender community that I'm also not part of because I'm not artistically inclined. And and there is also hobby competitions that are organized through the online stuff. But there is not a hobby. There is more hobby in the in-person side by far. Just because it's it's a lot harder to upload your models than it is to paint your or convert your models. So there is more people that play it. There is more hobby in person just because of the ease of doing that hobby. A big shout to Bola SC, by the way. He's the one who uh, founded the um, the ability to bring 3D renders into. Uh, yeah. Big shout out to him again. Yeah, it was. A, okay. Yeah, I, I, unfortunately, I think the other thing with 3D renders is that they never quite bring out the bank. Quite. Yeah. Like. Uh, you, mean, you mentioned blenders. Uh, so. Have you seen any of those? I, this is more of curiosity, I suppose, for me. How well do people um are people at putting together those blender models for? They're not bad. They're they're at the point where I mean, you're a player, obviously. People, it's like when people three D print and paint, it is close to a good to an infinity model if they if the print was good and the painting and the paint job is good then it gets close. You'll probably be able to tell if you actually take a good look at it. And there's much more onus on a good paint job than it is with an infinity figure just because of detail. But they're not bad. They're not bad at all. Oh, that's really cool. And it's cool that, yeah, the the fact that there is like a little community to that make tables and stuff like that as well. And, um, and yeah, there, there is some uh, artistic, artistic uh, out, um, I guess, outlet in the online uh, space as well. Also, there's a lot of custom HVTs online, which I yeah, think is cool. That's really cool. Um, I was going to say, um, what about play style differences? So between the players that you've played in the physical space and people who you play online, is there a difference, I guess, in the way they play, the units they use, or the profile okay. they gravitate? So, so, as I mentioned earlier, there is more of a tendency to closed-in tables, so there is more of a tendency to stuff there is more of a tendency to Spitfire range bands and below, whereas I think you get punished more for not having that threat out to 32 on a real table. So that's the first thing. Second thing, I think the bottom of the barrel and the midpoint are higher on TTS because you get less social slash hobbyists. So you're you're referring to um, the caliber player there? Yeah, the average player I would say is slightly better. But I think, I think there is much more of a plateau between a decent and a good player on TTS, where I think there's much more range in person. And I think the best, at least from my experiences, are comparable. So then, um, okay, so also, this is a very interesting thing I've noticed. There is a massive preference 
in the online community about first term. And I have an opinion on this as to why. I do not think the actual preference is as big as the perceived preference. So it's twofold. One, as Rob Cantrell loves to say, in any unsolved system, you will learn to attack before you learn to defend. So there is a, a lot of these mid, mid-table players, they are learning to attack. And also attacking in infinity, is, it's a much more repeatable skill. It's much more table and opponent agnostic than defending is. And it's also much easier to parrot. When Lobo like, applies guided missiles, then Uberfall, and kills half your list turn one, it's much easier to parrot that in your oh, own cool. game against people of your own skill than using his list, which is so high-progressive, to actually defend. Mm-hmm. Like, he obviously does it, and that's why he won several IGLs with Nomads. But there's a reason that, other than him, Nomads very rarely placed well, because everyone was playing his list, and his list is very dice-rolling. Right. That's really interesting. That's a great observation. That's a great insight. You're so, absolutely right. Absolute so TTS um, creates very offensive players in that in that standard deviation, I think there are a lot of players who can attack at least like thirty percent or something better than they can defend. That's like Jordan, to be honest. Um, I think. Um, Jenna, like I'm not even taking shots. It's true. Jordan's yeah. like learned to attack really well with his um Ayla, and mm. he's had a lot of success. But I don't know defending wise uh, in terms of deployment. Um, I I think he's he's quite he's really good at that part as well. But uh, in terms of I think if you have to choose one strength over the other, I think I'd say his attacking game is very solid. Um, mm. uh, and I think his defense game is good. But I Whereas think, I think I'm pretty unique in that case. Is that I learned to defend much like significantly before I learned to attack. Like, I've just, like, even when I was going against those really great players, it generally it, was, it would be I wouldn't be doing enough damage in my active turns which was more tripping me up than my reactive ability. That's really interesting. Yeah, look, I think the, uh, defending, and I've been saying this for a while, um, that's the hardest skill in Infinity. The right. I, yeah. I, I agree, but I, I think, like, I, I think, I, I, I definitely agree, but for me, it was definitely controlled aggression that was harder than defending. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, for me, yeah, for me, it was defending. Um... I'm not a very good alpha striker. That's something I probably need to improve on. But uh, defensively, I think I'm a, uh, I think I'm decent mm. um, yeah. as a player. But uh, attacking is definitely my weakness, uh, which is yeah. So that that's yeah. That, that's um, but yeah. But in terms of like the, in terms of feel bads, being alpha struck is a feel bad, and that's something I wanted to overcome, and that's why I focused on the defensive aspect. Yeah. But that but that like, your insight mm. into the TTS community and what you think uh, might be the sources for people gravitating to first turn that's actually really great insight that's actually really interesting like anyway. i'm not trying to deny that first turn is strong it is definitely strong i think everyone would agree with me that having the opportunity to alpha strike is good mm-hmm. i just don't think it's as overwhelmingly dominant as a lot of online players say i agree i agree i think a lot of missions are uh, well enough geared well enough to favor second turn to make it a little bit, um, uh, uh, like to make it pretty even. And what you what you were saying is, um, going for uh, attacking is table and army agnostic. Is that what you said? Sorry, it was table. Uh, and... ta- it's table. It's more table and opponent agnostic than defending. Right. Right. Because well, yeah. yeah, because yeah, getting to the order generators with a bare pose is 
pretty much the same unless you're facing Tova. That's true. No, exactly. Or, right. yeah. That's really Whereas true. defending Pano versus defending, defending Harkislam versus defending CA versus defending Aleph, they're completely different kettles of fish. Awesome. Right. So to summarize, the difference you found between uh, online affinity and in-person affinity is that one the majority of players online find first turn and gravitate to first turn because of, I guess, the tendency of how they went to play the game. Yes. Yeah. That's a pretty bad summary. But yeah. Okay. That's really that's really really interesting. Is there any other differences that you find between the two? Or actually, uh, actually, surfing. What about surfing? You know, what, so measuring on TTS is very precise because you can't really surf, right? Because um, you okay. use the measuring tool. There is sometimes some surfing with corners, but that's about it. Yeah, but in in person, I think surfing's a lot more common, and it's kind of like it's one of those like niggly things where both players like, can't can kind of be uh, yeah, it's like, oh. with it yeah. Yeah, I think. The same thing can sometimes slightly happen on TTS, like maybe you go point one inches too far. Yeah, that's which is like, yeah, but it's it's always ever gonna it's always gonna be like really negligible in um, yeah. TTS. In whereas in you might get half an inch um, in yeah. you know, in real life, but at the same time, it's the difference between having a computer play part of the game for you in you know, just being a person. Yeah, I mean. Um, you know, have I, you found much surfing in in person, or is it just that against me? Uh, you were dirty cheater, really? Yeah, I'm a dirty cheat. Now you haven't. Found, uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm also like, I, I'm very good at tunnel visioning. Like, so I'll just be looking at the game, and maybe I don't notice something. But I've never really found surfing to be much of an issue. That's great. No, that's a good thing. Uh, like, people have forgotten how fast something moves, or they've forgotten they've forgotten that they had to move then move if they're like rounding a corner yeah that's that's around the corner with big bases that's my only kind of like pet peeve yeah. with the surfing people just like kind of wrap the measuring tape around i'm like well hold on you're like this 40 mil base 55 yeah mil exactly. the, 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 like, I, that, that's something i noticed and sometimes i just think on how the game goes where they're like they're like like, yeah. they're like i just move this way like, like you know like, it's, okay. you, you, yeah. you, you you got a bike and you, so if you go around a corner perfectly with a bike, you, have you to go lose like around. two. You lose two inches off your movement. Yeah, you have to actually go out and then fence. Yeah. For the most part, like a couple inch, a couple um, centimeters, a couple inches here and there, it doesn't make a difference. But when it comes like to tight measurements, what I do is I get like the uh, what's the name, the command, uh, the order tokens. I lay yeah. them out base to base. If if it starts getting like if it's a really uh, important situation, and then you can get exact measurements. That's how oh, I. We need we need to get the yeah. um the old measuring tool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. no, that's awesome. Okay, that's that's a really yeah. That's, what's your views on the balance of the game actually? I think the game is very well balanced. Totally like good, I yeah. genuinely think if we got no more balance patches for Infinity, I would still be happy playing the game for years and years. I have I have my own personal niggling issues and that sort of things and stuff that I think would make the game better if it were changed. Mm-hmm. But it's not like, oh, this is so unbalanced. It's like, I would prefer, like, I wish TI didn't affect non-lethal ammo. Uh, mm-hmm. And I could, I wish the Jan Star trick didn't exist. I wish impersonation specified you had to deploy in marker state. I mean, but yeah, like, okay. I'll, 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 but I'll, apart from, I'll defend the Janstar trick by the fact that it does cost a lot to do. It does, it does. Yeah, it, it just, 
it's more, to me, it just seems like a silly edge case. Like, I am infiltrating your lines as your enemy. Like, yeah. Yeah, okay. I it's see. more, it's more, it's more like it seems thematically kind of stupid to me. Yeah, yeah. no, I got what you're saying. Yeah, look, you make a, you make a good point, but the game is balanced anyway. Um, the, yeah, the game uh, is the game is unironically the best balanced game that I have ever played since like fucking chess. Yeah, I, exactly right. And uh, you know, actually, you, you know what? You know what? I've never, I've never got this. I've never got to say this this episode on on Lost of the Channel. I just wanted to say it quickly is Infinity is like is obviously a very balanced game, and it's. All due to the fact that CB sat down and said, "We're going to make a set, a massive set of universal rules exactly. that, give us exactly. that give us enough bits and pieces to play with that we can make uh like how many armies, seven, eight armies, feel completely different." Exactly. Like this is why I'm so hesitant to adding unique rules to Infinity, oh, and yeah. which I think. And the majority of the feels bads in the game are of unique rules mm-hmm. because you, because the more moving parts you have to balance, the weirder the game gets. And it's why I, when Kev was talking about factional classifieds, I just thought that's a horrible idea. Yeah, it's yeah, gonna, no. it's just an extra thing. CV is gonna have to balance, and they're gonna try and use it to balance. And it's like, ugh. Yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. There's like the. Yeah, like the, 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 you, what Jacob said, like they've made a core, core like foundation of mechanical rules, and then they've branched on from that very carefully without going, oh, we'll do a little bit like there, a yeah. little bit there. I mean, um, I mean, for Christ's sake, we're able to do, um, if you remember a couple of years ago, we're able to do the, um, oh, what's it called? The, the one where you picked um, random profiles from different armies. Um, oh, oh the you draft? Do that draft. The draft. Yeah, yeah. yeah to do a draft. Oh, I want to do that so badly. Like <laughs> in Infinity, I don't I, like. Could you imagine doing that in like in like Warhammer 40K? or anything? It either. It, well, the problem is the problem is it just wouldn't work because there'd be yeah. rules that you just couldn't use anymore. Exactly. Yeah, interesting. Ah, yeah, I see what you're saying. That's like. I would love there to be like an Infinity draft that done. Like you'd all sit down, you draft. Like you drafted like twenty units, wasn't it? Yeah, it'd be, yeah, it would be fun, but that's yeah, it's be, yeah. You need like a pretty tight knit community. Oh, I was gonna say, what about profile diversity between uh, in person TTS? Have you noticed you know, on TTS like there's set a whole bunch of profiles that you see from list to list mm. uh, that you okay. might not. I suppose I suppose see. outside short ranged and template. Yeah. Yet. All right. So if we move away from like types of units and we go into units specifically, TTS to me feels more like infinity but with the vague trappings of playing a, a, a trading card where there is certain stuff that is just uh so i played a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh back in the day and in a Yu-Gi-Oh deck you have your engine cards and your non-engine cards uh-huh. and your engine is like the core of your deck it's what gets your engine running and i think tts there are certainly there are things that are common more often but there is, I think, more weird personal touches. Okay. Where, okay. So, you're, and you also see more meme lists on TV, or just yeah, weird yeah. lists because of availability. So there is a core set of profiles that you will, will basically always see. Like you'll always see Bit and Kiss. You'll always, you'll almost always see Sheskin and Shaz. Like, uh, let's see what else. Um, 
uh, you'll, I've never seen anyone who can take for days not taking for days on TTS. Nomads, you see, um, I nomads, nomads is always yeah, tag, nomads. tag, Uberfall, some hackers, guided missile remote, um, Morans. How do you stop a heckler? TTS, have you guys worked out how to stop a heckler from, uh, uh you accept you're going to lose a couple of things and you make it so that your list doesn't lose if one thing dies. What about mines? Mines, um... I mean, uh, you can also do it with a reserve-deployed Libertos, but it's like, it's... It is the hardest... It and Bitten Kiss are the hardest thing to stop in-game. It's more... You have to respect that there is enough in the game that if there is one thing in your list without yeah. Marker State, which will kill your list, enough opponents can kill can that get thing. To it. Okay, that's really interesting. Okay. Um, right, so, so yeah. And that yeah. list. What about um? What about faction wise? Is there any faction that predominant on TTS or? Uh, I think. Well, there's this there's a skew towards one, meta factions and two, uh, close range closer range factions do better. Okay, yeah. that, that that's that, 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 that is actually interesting because, I think you you see in person, um, people fall, at least well, I mean how Val you're a really an example of someone who has fallen in love with a particular faction. Um, oh, there are definitely reg like regardless. the one faction players, but yeah, there but are what, less. What, what I'm saying is like, there's, I, I can see in TTS there might be a bit more meta chasing than, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. than in real, uh, real life, because in real life, in a, you know, sorry, on TTS, it you know, you just drop the faction, play the meta faction that you say is the meta faction. Yeah, yeah you, you press you like twenty buttons, you've changed faction. Yeah. Well, Taj is a meta chaser. He's he's stopped playing tack just because he's scared of the sensor bots. Um, so I mean, I wouldn't call White Banner very meta though. <laughs> oh well, uh, I wouldn't hold call on. I, meta chaser either, to be honest. I'm just trying to. I, I can I, I can definitely see where he's coming from. I think I think for uh, tack this season is a difficult season to start playing. Uh, playing tax for a little bit. Absolutely. Uh, I disagree, no. to be honest. Well, no, sorry, it, I should say, it can be a difficult season. I've been playing yeah. tack and I've been finding it, mwah, chef's kiss, real lo a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Well, well, my opinion is, like, sensor, I genuinely, because there are generally less camo markers, I think sensor gets less value. It is nice to have. Nice to have. But it, I think... It is more expensive camo units that fear sensor, and tax camo is cheap. It, it is cheap. Exactly you know right. That's a good. Um, like no, you're right. So like being able to sensor sweep a sweep a hack tau is scary. You sensor sweep one of my strelocks. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Go for it. Uh, you, well, yeah. I was just um, saying. So we mentioned. I mentioned at the top that um, at least I, I've found your choice of uh, CanCon uh, army. Given the fact that this year's CanCon was pretty mission rolling like dice whip check uh, centric, mm. rather interesting choice in vanilla Pano. Okay, uh, so Pano is no longer the bad at objectives factions. Okay, ever since Ooh, ever it. since Varuna came out, then ever since Sval came out, then ever since duos were added, then ever since ITS fourteen, Pano can do objectives. Now. How good a CBA so, game so, design? So like what? CF. So what? You know, you know, 
Hulk to me, ex- like I am exactly what I am as someone who hasn't paid enough attention to the changes to Pan O. What changed with Baruna and um, Svalbard okay. Hima, whatever so, they are? Svalbard. So, Svalbard. one, Varuna. Varuna gave you Zulu Cobras, which is Marker State Hackers or Marker State Forward Observers with some okay. forward deployment, and they can also fight reasonably. And um, they whip 13, which is decent for... Whip 13, and they get mission bonuses. Mission bonuses also really help to matter. Yep, yep, okay. Also, the MO rework Knights of Santiago Hackers. Amazing. Sorry, let me just pull Pan up, pull Army up quickly. So not so yeah, go for it. So yeah, so um, I'm just gonna. So I think what he's gonna talk about is uh, yeah. the Marcus State units in uh, Pano. But yeah, sorry, uh, I was gonna bring it up. But so, yeah. so Nina Santiago Killer Hacker is that what you're referring to? Yeah, the drop troop yeah, yeah, yeah. or the deploy one. Uh, I don't get the drop troop. I play vanilla, but the drop troop is also amazing. But the yeah. but the, the easy ones also good. That was uh, my main also, pusher in MO as well. Yeah. So also, like you've also got Kahu. Um, you got also got Uma Sorensen. Uh, the fact that Aquila, Aquila got uh, a specialist ah. operative profile. Yeah, okay. Uh, Montessa paramedics, Teutonic Knight specialists. Tags are all specialists, and tags getting more orders, and Pano getting good active lieutenants and good NCOs means that the fact that you don't get good infiltrating specialists hurts less. It's easier to include specialists. You got that auto-efficiency. Yeah, and and also, mm-hmm. yeah, and also the fact, so when I say Pano, what do you, what do you immediately think? Cutter. Uh, cutter, Kahu, um, not hexes anymore, but hexes, I used to think hexes. Yeah. Uh, Teutons. Um, auxiliars and pacemakers. Mm. There you go. That's not All right. Out. What do you think? What about you, Jacob? Antennas. Yeah. Their helmet. Well, but like antennas <laughs> on their yeah. helmets. So, <laughs> so, but like what you were speaking about, Val, is you were thinking about the high end of shooting, right? But yeah. I would like to. But my, I think one of my theses on Pano is their high end shooting is great, but the real uncut gem of Pano is their efficient shooting. It's like. They're un- they need their top-end shooting, but no faction gets as good access to toolbox guns, secondary gunners, and just other options for shooting. Uh, are, you like talking, are, you, are you sort of yeah. talking about the, like the Pathfinder or the... Uh, uh, no, 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 I'm sorry, not the talking about... The Bulleteers, Peacemaker. Uh, the Bulleteers. No, no, Peacema- Peacemaker is a pseudo-warband. It's like Bulleteers, Knights of Montessa... All the MSV okay. mimetism media tree, yeah, BS thirteen being yeah. like everywhere, BS twelve average, yeah, yeah mimetism, yeah. mimetism BS twelve is high end, is like mid to high end for a lot of factions. We just get engineers with that, yeah, locust killer hacker, yeah, uh, with that mim six BS twelve mm. marksman rifle. So um, while yeah. so like. So while a lot of our cheap defensive pieces, they can cost a couple points more and our specialists can be a bit more expensive, basically everything in the army can also be a backup gun on par with some factions' great gunners. Like, really how, many, how many factions would fucking salivate over John Hawkwood? Okay. NWI Shock Immune, Mimetism, BS-13, Red Fury. Doesn't like I, He's awesome. I didn't like including him because he didn't feel good enough at shooting. That's great. Okay. For his points value. So, and I want to bridge from this 
into talking about vanilla pano versus sectorial. Yeah, go on. Because I, I want to go on record and say that vanilla pano is the second strongest way to play pano behind a contesimento. Like, like about the infinity tier list, uh, Rob Shepard has a lot of good to say. He criminally underrated vanilla pano. Okay. Ooh, take that, Rob. So, so what what elevates uh, Shock Army above vanilla? Okay. What Pano really does lack is its its hacking game, yep. its hacking projection, its midfield like midfield specialists, and ways to punish a null deployment. Yeah. Okay. Duoing a Tikbalang with a Montessa paramedic, the regular the regular being the best line troop in the game. Access to Nagas and Dart and a pitcher in Scylla. And also fast pandas on regulars, yeah, is just amazing. Okay. Also, okay. yeah. Also, what vanilla? So, like, there is this whole talk of oh, pano is shooting, and sectorials just give you more gun. Not anymore. The best active turn shooting in pano is their tags by far. That's fifteen. I mean, I, I get the feeling that tags have always, even when you had. Um, yeah, but it's more the tags got way better. Yeah, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Is tags have always been scary, and they only got scarier. Yeah. So I think what you really trade by leaving vanilla pano mm-hmm. is one specialist accessibility because you can't make Harris's, mm-hmm. and but two direct reactive firepower. And now Ooh. I think so. So j- just just to take like. A step back. Obviously, Harris with the specialist, you're able to push out with those yeah. units. What's the reactive firepower that you're talking about? You don't get the you don't get burst two in the air. Yeah, you don't get actual aero pieces. Like you can put tags out, you can put bots out, you got helots, but like flash that just bolts. doesn't. Yeah, flash bosses that doesn't compare to so even an impure Kamau, oh, even right. a pure Fusilier. Like you can't stand something up to contest yeah, sorry. in the same way. The only like, thing you've got is like you have to rely maybe on a TO like. Uh, yeah. you know, surprise the model to kind of really pull the handbrake. Yeah. Off the yeah. Well, Correct. yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, even that's like, Fusilier cores are so scary. I pay yeah, like no, 60 no. points, I get burst to BS 50, and I, I get I, hackers and lieutenants as I part remember of it. when I played, when I was playing Steel Phalanx, I remember a guy playing, um, NCA, and he had a Fusilier, um, a team. Yeah. I remember going. I remember doing the math in my head, going, "This is not a good shot." Like, yeah, I, even, even a, if I, exactly. even with even with my ODD, these guys have had such good shots mm. that I need. I like because they had a missile launcher standing up. I was like, I need to get into his bad range, otherwise, I exactly. will. I probably will not win this shootout. Exactly. I, yeah, I fucking love your take on the secondary gunfighters and they're unrivaled. I'm mm. just thinking of knocking Locust, uh, Vargas, Texas. Yeah. There's so, um, Kahoos, there's so many secondary gunfighters mm. that Pano get. And e- even, um, what's his name? Um, the Zulu Cobras, they're BS13 yeah. camo. They're fucking amazing. You're absolutely yeah. right. Like, the secondary gunfighters are as good as. Hak Islam main gunfighters. That almost yeah. that almost makes them like as a broad sense one of probably the as far as vanilla's concerned one of the more defensible 
Um, no, oh. uh, no, no, because, no, because they don't get. Nah, they're not no, no, defensible. No. I would, I would agree. Okay, I would agree with that for a different reason, which I'll get to shortly. Okay. So now, now I want to talk about the advantages that going vanilla Pano gives you. Yep. The biggest advantage, in my opinion, is a vanilla Pano is always good at shooting things. Yep. What van- but Pano really struggles into null deployments unless you're like Lockie Carter and like he is just Pano guru. But if they null deploy behind hacking, then even Emma will struggle. Like, um, Akon can do stuff with climbing plus tick blangs, with dart, with guided missiles, and that's why I think they're so good. But, like, most of the Pano factions just sort of twiddle their thumbs into a good null deployment. Not the case with Vanilla. Because of your mercs and because of some of your options, especially from Spalaheimer, you get options to attack into another opponent. Like Liang Kai. I love yeah, him. thanks. Thanks very much. Yeah, yeah. I was I was waiting for this. I'm like, it's a big segue to just bring up Liang Kai, uh, putting me yeah. in the lost lieutenant with Chain of yeah. Command and a 57 yeah. point uh, lieutenant. That was all. Yeah. Lieutenant. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, though, like, uh, still looking back on that game, I literally, just as soon as I passed turn, I realized my mistake there and then. So I think I still think I could have prevented that apple strike if I saw it, like, but maybe yeah maybe. but i i also definitely handed that game back to you when i didn't just go cool montessa step on his throat exactly right no 100 100 percent. so um no really interesting um okay so so vanilla pano so the their biggest strength just to summarize for our listeners well we okay a lot of ground um, their biggest strengths are one profile access they can do everything two I think they're maybe the second or third best faction in the game at supporting tags, and they have amazing tags. Three, they, they're irregulars. I, you don't think of it going in, but I think their irregulars are amazing and offer so much. Uh, irregular, and also, like irregular, irregular troops. Okay, who, name, name them? So. Keylots, motorized oh. bounty hunters, the tech bee, the beast hunter. That's the big ones. Okay. Also the monstrucker. Because they, they can, because that irregular order is not going to waste for all of them, right? That's Except the helot. Helot, yeah, okay, the helot. But like, that's a nine point. It's a nine point chance just to ruin someone's day. You don't really. Yeah, care. It ruined. It killed the shin. So yeah, exactly. Uh, and then yeah, and then finally the duos. They have the best duos in the game, hands down. Okay. Okay. So hold, that's on, how hold on. Hold CB, on. That's how CB uh, balanced. Uh, 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 I guess specialist inefficiency. Yeah. Okay. Okay, before you yeah. say anything, Jacob, I want to ask you, what is better than duoing a Tick Belang with a Kahu Engineer? Oh, I'm just going to take a... Oh, I got one. Uh, I yeah, mean, okay. for, for me, it's always been uh, a uh, potential... Well, no, no, sorry. I wasn't saying hold on because I thought you were wrong. I was saying hold on yeah. because I wanted to take a look at the duos. They're nuts. They're uh, genuine. You... Um, I mean... Uh, what's it called? What's the uh, blue wolf with Crick Cockrum? Crick Cockrum. No, no, no. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to think. I'm yeah. trying to you, think you're, of you're, one. Yeah. Sure. Hey, can you? Uh, I don't even know if you can do that. You can, like, yes, they're expensive. Yes, okay. they are expensive, no, but not. they have amazing. Yeah, but I guess the duos are generally ex- on the expensive side. But could stuff you, like the mo- yeah. Yeah. Right. I was gonna say once, yeah, once you're done, could I just ask a question that we haven't got in the notes? Could you tell the listeners how to use a cutter, like in summary. That's uh, a, that's a that's a really that's a, that's a piece that a lot of people either a lot of people hate on it, but like I like I 
I don't know if okay. you agree, but I think it's a really strong piece. It is I very think. strong. I was I was a cutter anti for so long. I hated gift cutter. I thought, why would you take it? It's so expensive. The real source yeah. is Group Two Lieutenant Cutter. Because what does the cutter do? It is the baddest motherfucker in the game when it comes to active turn shooting. You guys got me all sorts of confused because I was like, what are they talking about? The cutter's great, but it's expensive, gotcha. Yeah, it's 97 points. Like, the cutter is the baddest motherfucker in the game. Everyone will respect that shit. And then, I don't think the cutter is good in Varun, but what Vanilla Pano has is pieces that want to be up in your opponent's grill, which the cutter basically preys on their predators. The cutter enables the list, not the other way around. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of that in different factions in sorry Jacob. Um there's a lot of that in factions in Infinity where you have these pieces that you're like to make them work, you need another piece in the faction to enable it to do the Exactly. Like it's the same it's the same reason why um the Marut is not a good tag for OSS. I mean, it does better. It does better yeah, in. It's um, much better in vanilla. In vanilla, it's much the same better. thing with Achilles. Achilles is better in vanilla than he is in. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, still fine. Exactly. Mm. Okay, uh, that's really really interesting actually. Um, okay, so so but uh, so so uh, what are some general tips to use the cutter? Okay, so he's there to win the gunfight and enable your the rest of your army. But in terms of um, I guess. Use him as your lieutenant. Do you leave him on ARO? Do you put him back into camo? Uh, always put him back into camo. Always put always, him back into camo. Always. You have to. You can't, it's not because, sure. well, that is that is his major advantage. Like, unless you really need that order, that is his main advantage. The ability to be immune to your opponent's active hacking is fucking gold. Yeah, okay. Nice. It's yeah. like, oh, and he can that's... survive the fast panda trick. Exactly. That's the that's like the whole thing. It's like I can take the cutter into like the fucking scariest combined army hacking list, like Anathematic, two Dartots, Bit and Kiss. And give a fuck. But, yeah. Why would you run like, two Dartots? Why would you even run a Dartot? Anyway. Uh, yeah. But yeah, the, the Marcus State gives you that. And, it, really and, cool. you know, and you know what it also does? If the table's got a fucking stupid tower where they put fucking Atalanta, mm-hmm. move? Do you want to discover me, Atalanta? Oh, you don't? Cool. Move again. Now I'm in 32, and now you fucking die. I mean, within... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Now that's... Yeah, because 5 burst 4 on 15. Yeah. 2 on 18. There's also, time. also, the cutter can genuinely take fights out of cover if it gets a funky line, because, okay, you're still effectively fighting an armor 5, min 3, BS 15, multi-HMG. That's good enough. It's fucking... It's yeah. with with engineers around yeah. and with yeah. Yeah, and with camera state. So you, even yeah. if it comes down to one wound, you can just fucking yeah. Exactly. Awesome. Uh, very yeah. very cool. But yeah, but um, you do need to protect it, and you do need to save like the order, to save the time to pull back and recamo, or just recamo. Yeah. But yeah, okay. the so biggest advantage. Yeah. No, so go, go the on. biggest advantage of the cutter is it makes your opponent spend their last couple of orders every turn. Going, oh shit! I need to find cover again, uh, or you just kill them. Yes. Like, even if my cutter does nothing all game, but shuffle into a good position. Well, if they've respected me all game, right? So. But you fucking respected that cutter yeah, yeah, so absolutely. much. <laughs> like nothing. Like yeah, like literally, I got to run someone past Major Luna, 
out of cover, and you went, nah, I won't hear it. It's very close to Pano's version of um, of the Avatar and the fact that it is it is the big bad tank uh, tank tag that you have to you have to deal with. Yeah, like, it's going to come out. It's going to at the very least try and wreck your shop, and if you don't do something to it, mm. all you're going to end up doing is lose orders. Is not going to be lose your opponent's not going to be losing orders. And every single turn, it's going to pop out, do something nasty, pop back in. Yeah. yeah. You can't, you have to balance the list. You, you, can't, exactly, you can't go forward. That cutter can't go. No, no it yeah, can it only go, go forward, forward if, if you've basically won the game and sticking a cutter in the middle in suppressive yeah, is like the nail in the coffin. Yeah. yeah or if it right. no longer needs to live anymore. Yeah. yeah Get yeah. that shit back. It shouldn't. I have never had a game where I have not lost horribly and was not decisively winning, where I have ended the cutter past, say, the 17-inch line from my table edge and felt good about it. Yeah. Unless it was, like, in a corner here and the rest of my opponent's army was, like, on this side. Yeah. yeah okay. you've, you've, never, you've never felt good about, like, being in the cutter in a position where you're like, nah, maybe, yeah, maybe okay. Some... It's like, no, yeah. you've you only ever felt good when he's like, he's sucked. Yeah. What are your opinions on some of the other high-profile uh, Pano models like uh, Joan okay. or Defersen or um, oh. I don't know any other Pano? Uh, Kahu Fulbach or okay, um, yeah. Kahu Fulbach is a secondary gunfighter. Unlinked, it should not be fighting other linked teams. Oh yeah. Also, for context, the way I just define a secondary gunfighter is if I would be happy you fighting a core link, you're allowed to be a primary gunfighter. So I I suppose for Pano, I'm going to guess here. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, Tags like, and guards, like, basically. Like, well, I was gonna say yeah, the Aquila guard. Yeah. Right. All basically, way, all your BS15 stuff is what I would consider our main guns, and maybe if you're doing a like a weirdish list, some of our Rams and some of our BS14 heavy infantry. Yeah. Fair enough. So just just r- rattle off for us, maybe in like and give a sentence why. Apart from your tags, which um, I think it's fair to say that um, Pano is probably the tag faction, given how yeah. Outside of the tags, um, what 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 have been your the hard hitting pieces, the ones that are consistent, the ones that if I had to say to you, you don't get to take a tag, build a list. Which which profiles are you looking to do? Your heavy lifting for you, okay. As a now, primary gunfighter, like I don't want this the is part of the reason of the crop. I left Pano is because I was building too many lists that would just always take the tag. Yeah, uh, because I think there needs to be a really strong reason to not take a Pano tag. But if I, I'll just go through and wrap them up. Twist guard and Aquila guard because BS fifteen Aquila guard is there if you're like, all right, I need a solution to camo and link teams, and I'll have like a Kahu Foyer bark to take out tag. Uh, Swiss Guard because it's a mini cutter. Actually, yeah, fair enough. Um, which way? Hold on. No, which gun? Which gun on the Swiss Guard? All of them. All of them are good. HMG. HMG is the only one that's a primary gunfighter. Oh the yeah, other gotcha. Gun. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, all right. Um, I struggle to call one wound pieces primary gunfighters. Yeah, you, you don't have that utility. Yeah, you don't have yeah. that. Um, like I'd probably just not in Pano because you need to be able to fail one face to face. Then also. Failure resistant. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's too easy to just, ah, oh, shit, I lose the game then. Yeah. 
then also, um, what should we call it? Uh, Knights of the Holy Sepulchre, because the surprise attack and the NCO is good. Also, you can sometimes make sure you get into that range with the Hollow Echoes. Mind clearing is good. Um, Knight Hospitaler HMG in a duo can be cute because suppressing frenzy, but yeah. that's that's something I'd need to play more before I can recommend. Yeah, and that's that's honestly what that's about, about it. What about your what about your go to secondary gunfighters as well? Because that's if that's the main strength. Uh, of the okay. For you. Me, Montessa Red Furies, Bulletier Spitfires, mm-hmm. Nisei HMGs, Kahu Foyer Bucks. Any of those like medium infantry HMGs, um, Knight of Justice forward deployment Spitfires, yes, because stealth CC D charges and a Spitfire BTS nine, fucking great, yeah, yeah. armor five. Hawkwood, I'm convinced is good despite him underperforming for me. Mm. Uh, just looking up through here, Zulus, Zulu Spitfire, yeah, Zulu Cobras. Yeah, no, yeah, Zulu Cobras, um, Bolts, because 16s are 16s, Hexes, because Mim 6, um, yeah, that's He's a Canal. Yeah. They're all good, they just, they all have a little bit of already, yeah. Yeah, and, exactly, that's the whole thing, you get to choose which flavour of gun. Yeah, it's so yeah, you're actually making me want to play Pano, that's really, really cool. Mm. Uh, and so. also, yeah, it's so like, yeah. The fa- and you can generally afford most of them because unless you're taking a cutter uh, or a Yotam, all your tags are actually pretty cheap. Or an Ulan, I guess. But, like, like your tags are pretty cheap for what you get. Well, yeah, I, I always thought the... Um, oh, uh, sorry, the, one more. Yeah, Mendoza. Mendoza yeah, is a good I, say, I, I, had, I had... I was playing uh, Hector. And I was trying out a new list and I, I changed it, but yeah. and Hector put Mendoza, I think it was because he's like, he forward deployed or something or infiltrate. So. Yeah, forward deployment eight. Yeah, you just put him there on suppressive and I just yeah. could, not, could not get rid of him. Okay, um, but now I want to segue there. Yeah, go on. into the biggest question in all of Vanilla Panic is to Joan or not to Joan? Yes, the go on, thing is, please. Oh, Joan is so good. Gives you all that stuff with the irregulars. Anno irregulars are great, but they are great even without Joan. The issue I find you, you, with Joan, you're not you're not a faction. Yeah, that's, you're not a faction that spams um, irregular orders like some other other ones. Yeah. You, really you can be. Can. You definitely can be. Like I'm generally easily hitting three irregulars. I've, a lot of my lists have at least four. Yeah. Yeah. So continue the thought. Yeah. So you should take you should take pano lists with irregulars. You should always take pano irregulars. Yep. You should not always take Joan, because three of the big strengths of vanilla pano are amazing NCOs, the duos, and the tags. When you take Joan and a tag, that is so much of your points tied up in that tag. You can You also have to trade the NCO skill for Joe. Mm-hmm. And so then your Kahu get your Kahu become bloated profiles, mm. your Knights of the Holy Sepulchre become bloated profiles, and the Knights of the Holy Sepulchre, they're the first thing I turn to for a main gun that isn't a tag. Mm. And when you're taking Joan, it's hard to take mm-hmm. a tag. Yeah. So and then also coordinated orders just can't be used in duos. So I think Joan requires a very specific kind of list it's which is stuff like taking multiple 
war bands that you're going to want the coordinator to push them all up with. Correct. Or coordinator men... to get rid of big pieces because you can't afford yeah. a main gunfighter along yeah. with her. Because... Or Mendoza because Mendoza with the extra order for an alpha strike. Good. Yeah. Basically, you need to lean hard into the alpha strike to get value out of Joan. Oh, and yeah, you, okay. you you sort of have to be in the situation, and I agree because I look at this sort of the same as like when I look at um uh, like the the irregular orders on like a dog water or an Ermandino is I don't need to look at that order as an irregular order because they're going to use it on themselves because they're important they're important mm-hmm. to my game plan and they need them. Yeah, so definitely. it's it's like... the same thing in. What you're describing here is you don't really need Jones's inspiring presence because the irregular yeah. orders really aren't. Yeah. yeah, you take Joan for a whip 15 lieutenant and the extra coordinated order. So you take yeah. her in alpha strike lists because that 15 will help you hit that first turn and you get the extra order for non NCO attack pieces, which we get some fucking great ones. Mm. I was I was gonna say so your your consistent performance throughout your panel experience have been uh, obviously the tags the ir- yeah so tags basically I have two that are just categories and then one then I've got two others so the first category is panel irregulars they're amazing they genuinely they're the glue that holds the faction together cool. them and like the other cheap defensive pieces but they're like stand out I've al- almost never the only panel irregular I think. Regretted including, is sometimes I should have only taken one motorized bounty hunter, and I oft- and I often regret my war corps if I end up doing that in a journalist. But that's just because I'm not great with Joe. Uh, then all the tags, all the tags. Okay, caveat here. I love in vanilla. I love all the tags except the Yotum, Seraph, and the Ula. The Yotum, I am just wrong. I know I am wrong about the Yotum. I just don't think it brings anything unique to vanilla. Because it's like, yeah. I'm paying 13 points for two armor. Every other tag, whereas I could pay like five, like 10 points more and I get a cutter. Mm. Yeah. And a cutter def- is better defended than a Yotu. Yeah. Again, I am wrong. Other great vanilla panel players do good stuff really well, with yeah. Yotus. Mm. Well, I'm surprised. Ulan- yeah, what about yeah. the Seraph, yeah. sorry? Um, because that, that's got that Spitfire range, man, which none of your other tags have, so that's unique. Uh, that's I like, would rather I would rather attack with cheaper things that yeah. aren't as vulnerable to hacking. It's like, I think, I just think that Spitfire tags need a lot of support to do well, mm. and I would rather the tag enable things and just yeah. win the long-range gunfights, which is the what it's range. built to do. Yeah. Like, it's built to take multiple attempts to crack some big high armor piece, mm-hmm. not punch down, which is all the Seraph can really do, because no AP. I think, I think it's, yes. it's, I think what does the Seraph the biggest disservice, um, and it's something kind of minor, is the fact, of, the fact that it's S7. Um, it, it's not it, even that in my opinion. It's not well, even that in my opinion. It, it's, it's, not the, it's not the only thing, but being yeah. so large and having such a... That much harder uh, to hide. Like underpowered weapon, so to speak. Yeah. Um, like every single other yeah. S, um, S, uh, sorry, Spitfire wielding tag, tag is, is S six. Is S six. Okay. Like if it was six six and S six, and its orc spot was also six six, I would take it. But the, yeah, I don't know it just does something unique. So I thought maybe there's some value, but yeah, go on. Yeah, and the Ulan. No. Yeah, the Ulan. It's just. It's not. Ch- it's not enough cheaper less than a cutter 
that losing the lieutenant order, losing three points of mimetism, and losing burst four AP is worth it. And I would like my my opinion, at least with vanilla, is I would rather win the gunfight and you guts pro than kill you, but be more likely to die myself. And also with like I know you've got, like in this one you've got it's the you've got the camo state. But it, it, it's strange because it's almost they've almost split the multi HMG apart, yeah, for no benefit to the tag itself. Like they what would, I think would, I, they would if always they replace be better the off. regular HMG with something else, yeah. like give it a Spitfire, like a regular Spitfire, the Ulan would see so much more play. Yeah, or like I well, I mean, I was thinking even how little I was thinking about. I was just saying take take away one of the guns and make it. You know, as cheap as it really should be. Oh yeah, no. Actually, if they took away the regular HMG and gave it like an SMG, give it an SMG instead of the regular HMG, yeah. I would play it because then it's meaningfully cheaper than a cutter. Like that is yeah. that that is the thing that does it in. It's not meaningfully cheaper than yeah, a cutter. It's what, nine it's a, points. It's what? Yeah, nine points. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Okay, with my follow up to this is with the cutter and with a, a cup, a decent amount of the Sinfonilla Pano. 14 orders is okay. Because you've got the tag, you've got the active lieutenant yeah. order. So it's really 16 orders. Yeah, it's, yeah. The, it's the same thing if you're playing if you're playing IA. Yeah. If you've only got 14, like 12 orders, that's fine. You've got two tack awarenesses and a... And, and two and lieutenant. Then, and two lieutenant orders. You've got 16 orders. Yeah. Don't worry about it. And because unlike IA, it's generally harder to kill your things that give you the extra orders, you're generally in a better spot. Yeah, gotcha, and gotcha. Yeah, so my second yeah, my second performer with Pano is all the tags, but I want to specifically call out the Tick Blang and the Squallow for their ability to duo is yeah. so good. The Cutter, just being the Cutter. Uh, and the Dragao is very good in journalist. Ah, uh, in journalist, yeah, okay. Yeah, because it's not an NCO, it doesn't link, and it still burst three as the spearhead of the coordinated order. Yeah, that's huge. That's so, so big. Yeah, and the, the, and uh, like looking at it, looking well. at its profile, that it, it its profile is more like what you'd want on the um the the Ulan, the like hyper cannon range, heavy flame yeah, thrower. Break the game, maybe. Right, okay. it, like, it's, yeah. like yeah. something like that. I mean, on the Ulan, yeah, 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 basically. Now, yeah. one thing, one thing throughout this interview, one thing I, I got from you, Ira, you're obviously a very analytical play in terms of like obviously you deep dive profiles deep dive the rules now in your experience of infinity i be a panel or any faction have there has been any profiles that you've read and be like eh, and then put on the table and be like oh have any profiles surprised you like positively econ regulars sorry yeah uh a cement of regulars read them you're like yeah okay and then you put on me like uh-huh mm, like that one point of bs that 13.0 squick um, mine layer and that six, for one point more than a fusilier hacker, you get one point of whip, a grenade launcher, and a fast pad. That's just like utility out of here. Yeah, no, genuinely, Acon regular's best line infantry in the game and being able to take two in vanilla, I genuinely, genuinely always take them. Always I mean, take two of them. They one mine they, layer, one hacker. They certainly that, do, that like, problem. at first glance, read boring, but. Once you get yeah. into them, they're certainly... It's just so much value. Okay. All right. So, Jordan. Yeah. So, by premier tags, do you mean, like, 
the the Maruts, the Avatars. I'm trying to think, do any other factions have premier tags, or is it just CA C- and LF? ALF and Pano. Oh, nomads? nomads? Yeah, Nomads do. Okay. Yeah, nomads do. But I, I, would, I don't think it's fair to compare the Gator or the Sally to the Cutter, because the Cutter does a different thing. I would compare... I would compare the Gator and the Zally to our 70-ish point tags, and I think we just clearly come out ahead. But Nomads Nomads, do, Nomads edges out Pano because it does non-tag and tag support things better than Pano. Like access to smoke, access to eclipse, better warbands, and better hacking. Mm-hmm. It doesn't support and defend tags as well as Pano does, but it does better non-tag things. So I would say... The only real comparisons, I think it's, okay, I think the Cutter is better than the Marut, because the Marut is like, is two points more, and in many, many cases, the Marut is not worth the, more the, than... The, 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 Marut, uh, the Marut, unfortunately, reads, like we were talking about how the um, Akon Cemento regulars read boring, yeah. but are actually really interesting. The Marut, as much as I love her, reads the other way. She reads Really interesting, but when you it's put it on the boring. table, you're like, oh, I paid a lot of points for MSV2 that I never get to use. Like, okay, the MS, yeah. The big issue to me is, like, if a Marut is suppressing or acting as a reactive piece, it is no better than generally... Okay, I see what you're saying about the Marut, Jordan, but I think in across all factions, yeah, the Marut... Yeah, the Marut generally suffers because even like even in like fucking Hakizan, the premier built like cheap stuff, good stuff faction. I think the Marut will suffer from yes, I am a BS15 MSV2 gun. I am still not much better than a basic boring pano tag in reactive turn. But I'm the lieutenant, but it's hard to afford chain of command. And and so yeah. So it's yeah. even more all in than the cutter, and you don't get as much of a get like get fucked. You don't get to have an active AO presence. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, and the sense. avatar, the avatar is much more expensive. Mm-hmm. You don't have the points for a second gunfighter, mm-hmm. and um, is extreme. Before, yeah. yeah, and it's it extremely it telegraphed. Yeah, so I think absolutely. it's easier to. Su- so avatar lists are very much they turn into can you kill the avatar supporting cast early? So if we take Summer's avatar lists, right, from when he won Nova Core, mm-hmm. if you could kill Norkius, he kinda just died. Like he, and he said so himself. And whenever yeah, I was trying yeah. to build the avatar, there was like two things. They just they also just die. Mm, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, um Because if you a very long time ago we had actually an episode um sort of about uh, one of our older hosts, Julian, was talking about it. Where, and it's it's still the same to to this day. Where avatar lists are about support of the avatar. Yeah. Right? While as you were mentioning, the cutter lists is the opposite. The cutter list is about the cutter supporting its list. Well, yeah, okay. It's about yeah. It's about what can the cutter do for your list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and that could be it's a massive Rambo with Marcus State. Or it could be it's supporting stuff going forwards. I think the latter is more effective. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah. and yeah, 
And, okay, and with and Jordan, with regards to Morat tags, I think they are fine. They're great. No, they're both really good. But, but um, with this Morat's more strength, episode, yeah, but Morat's strengths leave you basically you can't take Morat tags without compromising what's unique about Morats. So I would rather run them in vanilla combined. It's, it, 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 yeah, it's the same thing as a lot of tags. Is they're just better in than yeah. It's like it's like the cutter. I would not run the cutter in Varuna. I would definitely run the cutter in vanilla because now, Varuna just, needs the points. Morat needs the points. On just because, yeah. uh, what's the name? Uh, just quickly, um, the next question I had is just uh, one of the last things. I guess Pano and otherwise. So when you're using yeah. Pano or when you're playing for in general, what do you dread facing? Like be it faction or unit. Okay, so specifically for Pano, so Phoenix, fucking Phoenix. I despise facing Phoenix. Literally, one of my concerns for list two of CanCon was, all right, if I come against a Steel Phalanx player, can I solve Phoenix? So, so, what, so because, what makes what makes Phoenix a problem? Um, Mim six smoke so because is, a lot of Pano's so best gunfighters getting in your shitty range bands. No, no, it's 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 you cannot put him down as an aro piece. It's yeah. like you pull your tag out, cool. He throws smoke smoke twice on sixteens. You have four nines. Have right, fun. Gotcha, gotcha. It's like it's like. You are then I just him with a car who he might actually shoot back and win. Yeah, it's what. Well, I mean, a car who's fine at taking him. Oh, it's just good, yeah. you need to take pieces to deal with him. Yeah, you need also the other thing that I fear going like this. Okay, this is less things I fear, but this is other stuff. You, I don't really fear anything as Pano, except Toha. But that's just because inexperience. It's like unfamiliar. Yeah. It's like I haven't played enough against them to be confident in the matchup. You have to have a plan to respect hacking, you have to have a plan to respect Rambos, and you have to have a plan to respect tag presses. And you have to have a plan for your tag getting double crit by a fucking Kaitok Feuerbach and going straight to Unconscious 2. Yeah, okay, gotcha, gotcha. So, so, but, but in terms of like specific units, uh, so just uh, Phoenix and, and, and McCall's Phoenix and McCall's um, basically. McCall's are fucked. Yeah, that that ability to just disappear and you can't touch me with the Eclipse. Yeah, universe. like Toha is very frustrating. Like the like, I would not like Spiral Core is fine. It is specifically the fact that good zero viz and good CC on a wide range of units is scary as fuck. Less so with Aleph because. Generally, the stuff is expensive enough that it's not as bad a trade. Fair, fair I noticed. Enough. I noticed you've got no fear of CC. Uh, no, because I get good CC units. That's why I play vanilla. I get Liang Kai. I get knights. I get motorized bounty hunters. I get beast hunters. Like I get units that can CC, and like the only real scary things with CC that aren't gonna come in and, and delete my shit is like walking into close combat with a tag, and then it's like cool, my motorized bounty hunter gets gang up bonuses, and I've got a para weapon minus six, or cool, I can just shoot you off with a combi rifle, which is just gonna bounce off my tag, or I can walk Liang Kai up to you and just explode you with burst two on twenty sixes. Yeah, exactly right. Now, that's very cool, very cool. Um, any last thoughts that you want to add uh, that was anything you want else when you want to say about Pano? Uh, yes, okay. TTS so, so, yeah, about TTS, not much, but about Pano, um, uh, I think that they're genuinely a really good faction. More people should give them a try. Mm -hmm. And the fact that 
their ability to leverage tags and stuff that is very good when there when there is not tags in the way. This is specifically about vanilla. Is a major strength this edition, and their specialists aren't as bad as they used to be. Yeah. Also, Liankai's fucking twenty one um, points. One one thing I, that we hadn't hadn't asked um, that I I noticed is uh, when you chose to do Panai Panai Panai. Um, did do you like the look of Panai? That's not a criticism uh, or anything like that. I just mm, wanted to prompt the I question. Yeah, I don't know. I think. I think almost every CD mini looks nice. And I do in more or less enjoy how the Pano stuff looks. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's definitely like there are definitely better factions aesthetically. And to be honest, I do choose I do look at factions more as rules yeah. than aesthetics because yeah. how they play is quite important. I think I, I think that is a a big difference between your attitude uh, towards Finity and like at least at least mine and I think even Val's is um we'll play the most garbage things just because we like to look at them. I really want to give the Jujex a try. I'll happily play garbage things if they're fun garbage. Yeah. Like, it's it's less about strength, it's more about will I enjoy playing yeah, to make with like yeah, yeah with the assumptions and the rules of engagement that this faction wants to play in, do I enjoy that space? Yeah, like yeah, no, I just enough. can't really see myself playing. Let's see. If it, yeah, uh, yeah, I think I would. Ariadna doesn't sound I think like I, you. No, no, no. I don't. Ariadna. I would struggle playing. Sorry, I reckon I would very much struggle playing Assassin Baran, just because, just because of the lack of hammer pieces and mm. also like the lack of ability to just go here is my tag get fucked. Yeah, very and also, mechanic, yeah. yeah, and also, yeah, so I, know. I think JSA are a fashion I really want to try. Um, yeah, and, and I yeah, also I played a, I most. played a little bit of JSA and I did genuinely enjoy them because you're a great tag. Uh, okay, nah, I would nah not touch the tag in JSA at all. But that's me. Um, let, but it's not about me. Um, we'll, we, we've been going for quite a while. Let's just uh, take 15 minutes to give you a chance to maybe shout out and recap your CanCon. So shout out four out of the five players that you faced. Um, <laughs> yeah. And give us some highlights or, or yeah, just give us an overview of the event. In terms of right. your list, maybe... Oh, it's already... Yeah, it's already posted in our list. Yeah, now. my list's already posted. Oh, I think... I'll spend like like two minutes talking through both the lists. So, so So the first list was I've been messing around the cutter, so I decided, you know, I'll take it to Cancun, bit of a gear check, and so it could lead to some, sometimes like sometimes just I will have a definite advantage because they do not have a cutter answer, and that was the case for quite a few. I feel like the first game was definitely one where the cutter made things a lot easier, and then like the list I built around it, so it was like. It ended up being 14 orders just because, like, I couldn't fit everything. I wanted it at 15. Like, list one is pretty simple. Cutter is in group two, kills arrows, the Ankai and the bike, and just everything that can- just moves forwards and engages. And yeah, so everything group one, everything that moves forward and engages is group one, and then Cutter group Yeah, two. and then there's the Beast Hunter. If they, like, really, really null deploy, I can, like, sacrifice the Beast Hunter to achieve something. Uh, yeah, I can sacrifice the Beast Hunter in order to Jack achieve something. Legend. Uh, just yeah. yeah, zoom in if when you get a chance. Uh, just, oh, maybe just my screen. Yeah. Um, the auxilia is a dummy lieutenant. It well, it paid dividends just as a 
but like a bot. The Knight of Montessa used to be Hawkwood, but then the bike changes hit as like Hawkwood's been annoying me. The ability to just go fast seems I, I I saw this and I thought I saw this and I was like, my man, the Knight of Montessa is such a good bike right so, now. It's so no, good. Uh, the, yeah, the, the biggest thing I'll, I'll put it out, I'll put it out before, and I'll put it out again. It's the only one that when you it's dismounted, it still mm-hmm. keeps its mimetism. And the Aragorn. I, I, I was talking about that thing as being fucked back in the last season where it was just the bike. Yeah, but it's just, like, it's just extra season? fucked now. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I, I used to say it's very balanced, right? Mm. It's mm. still balanced, but just very balanced. Yeah. So that, uh, yeah, and then, then, yeah. then they carried it over, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, that thing. Yeah, and then the Irregulars are just in Group 2 because the only this list does sometimes want to spend more orders than it can on the cutter. Yeah, okay. And the reason that I left it 9 and 5 is because sometimes there are games you win by just dumping the cutter in Group 1, turning your brain off, and just spending 12 orders shooting. That's actually that's really a good point. Having nine and five or nine and six is an important balance for me. I don't do ten to five anymore, simply to give my option uh, me the option to move something from group mm. two to group one in case I need. I do ten and five with Joan lists, but that's just because I think Joan lists need to alpha. Yeah, and fair, I, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. And I what was your second list? Uh, so my second list was a it's called it was called double double, and it was based on two duos. One was the Squallow NCO. And the Knight of Santiago Hacker, and then it was a motorized bounty hunter duo. Now this list did end up being ten and five, because the Swallow Knight of Santiago duo is a duo that can genuinely do anything in the game except fight an M6 piece. Like so just being able to dump twelve orders into that duo came in really clutch in the one game I played it. Because like so this list was designed to cover the weaknesses of the other list. Okay. And what I was what I was afraid of is like, if so, it was if in cryogenics I thought my opponent had a good way to assassinate the Teutonic specialist who was my master breacher in cryogenics. If I was playing what I thought would have good access to MIM six arrows, um, also, and also for unmasking because I wanted the, the specialist bonus for unmasking really badly. And also, if I just had like a super open table where I just wanted all the orders on a tag to just go underbug. Nice, nice, very, very cool. Right, okay, so, so round one uh, was obviously acquisition. Round so, one was acquisition. I played the cutter into a Tunguska player. I don't remember his name. He was a lovely guy. The list just did what it did. Turn one, peeked out with the cutter, killed two snipers he had on Overwatch, then I just threw the bike at him. Bike didn't do anything, and I just repositioned, I pushed one button. He replied, didn't do much, cutter killed stuff again, pushed more buttons. Five man uh, hollow man win? No. He was there. So basically end of my turn two, the cutter is up on suppressive fire. Most of his shit is dead. Like a lot of his stuff is dead. He ends up but because I went first, basically I claim all three, push the buttons but he manages to sneak in and push both the buttons. So I ended up winning, no, push one of the buttons. So I ended up winning and denying one. So it ends up being 6-3 my way. Both the class oh, wow. Okay, so he actually... Yeah, yeah, well he done for him on that comeback. Yeah, he oh, pulled wow. it back, but it's like, yes, the cutter is doing what it wants. Second game, another Tunguska player. It was unmasking. Oh, really? Another Tunguska player? Yeah. But... Did, Dave, did you play Dave at all? Uh, did he? Uh, I don't know. He it's was playing line. a list with a Gren, Grenza Sniper, Tixalon, Fiddler, and a bunch of Rams. 
No, no, no. Wow, that's another one. Okay, yeah, go on. Sorry. Yep, so basically, uh, I almost put him into retreat turn one. My Then my Squallow, because just he just had a lot of stuff up, I threw my tag at the stuff. Then Kai ran up the flank, killed yeah, Fiddler, okay. killed a bunch of bots, and then just sort of stood there, tag retreated to cover. And then it's just like, cool. Um, his Brutal. Then his, oh, what's the marksman? His Grenzer died yeah. to an explosive arrow. Yeah, okay. That was a lot of attack. And then it's, yeah, it was, and then he was in retreat by the start of my turn two. And this is where the duo came in clutch. I reformed the duo. And then they just spent 12 orders pushing three buttons and killing yeah. two of his designated targets. Yeah, very nice. So that was, what was that in the end? Uh, that was a 9-1 win because I didn't get to, no, 9-0 wins. Okay, gotcha. No, well done. And okay, then, right. and so, then, so would you say a... the first two games are gear checks or? No, the no. first two games was seal flooding. Like, I don't want to yeah, be okay. rude, but like. Yeah, but okay, yeah, so just a difference. Like, yeah, a Helot killed a, a task. A Helot killed a Creaser that walked in front of it. I was like, you, ra- you know, this is a Helot, right? And it's like, yeah, I'll probably tank it. He did not tank uh, it. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right. Um, and then. Okay, three. Game three, I played um, Val, and it was, mm-hmm. I think it was my favorite game all of CanCon. Yeah, Great back and forth. You on the show? No. Yeah. So, like, Val, I'll, I'll, I was I'll, like... I'll protect your ivory. Tell, tell him the truth. Tell him he's garbage. No, <laughs> I genuinely, no, I genuinely love this game. So I won the role, took deployment, I was like, all right, come get me, Val. Val sort of just grabbed two boxes, did nothing. I was like, okay, you sure about that? So I just proceeded to step on his neck with the Ankai and a Motorized Bounty Hunter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so Val's in loss, his big gun's dead. I'm like, cool, Val basically passes turn. Now, this is where my inexperience starts to show. It's like, all right, I'll just grab a box, I can kill something in turn three. What I should have done is just YOLO'd the Montessa at one of his boxes, try to take the box and run to the other corner of his DZ, or just run back towards my side of the field. Just bet on the fact that he didn't have the orders to grab it, then bunker down. And protect my sensor bot to grab one of my boxes and protect the Teuton to go forward to kill whatever killed my Montessa. Yeah. Instead, exactly. I, I faffed around, set up a defensive network, grabbed one box, so Val was able to just hunker down. Yeah. So I was like, oh shit, I need to just kill one thing because my Beast Hunter was able to do both my classifieds. Yeah. Uh, and so I ran the Montessa over. Uh, oh yeah, no, yeah, I did play, yeah, I did play Dave. Yeah, yeah, I thought it, yeah, it was a bit of a seal clubbing. I yeah, felt a little bit bad. We were, I think we were the first game done. Yeah, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Sounds like he really uh, underestimated Mr. Floyd. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and then, yeah, so then basically, you, I genuinely think one of, as one of the best moments of infinity I have ever seen played, that ninja, like the discipline you had with that ninja is unironically one of the best plays I've seen. And I'm not, doing that to just try and praise you. Like, it yeah, was like yeah. genuinely mad respect. It was very hard when Leon Kai is literally dancing on him as he's killing my lieutenant, my uh, chain of command, and my HMG. I reckon like, you would have lost the game if you'd revealed him out. Absolutely, yeah. I knew that. I knew that. I'm like, even if I reveal, even if I'm on a 14 with a shock ammo round, if I miss or I fail, what's his name, or you pass... Well, you'd only be on an 11, because you're... Cause I got yeah, you're mimetism, exactly right. And, yeah. I'll, and I'm dodging on a 16. And, or you trade, and you get rid of the one thing that can deal with your... Um, yeah, your yeah, right? so, no. So I'm like, nah. And then 
Uh, the only thing I'm lucky about is that you didn't, when you came after the Shen, you didn't go further forward and clip him and Luna with a template. Oh yeah. I don't think you had the. I don't think you had the orders or the. No, movement. no, I did because I got into CC and just yeah, I got into range and then bang, and then yeah, because if I had the orders to do that, I would have just spent it putting the Shen all the way to dead. Exactly right. Yeah, exactly right. But yeah, the Shen did nothing. Like even after reviving him, he went for a run and he died to a hell lot. Like he literally. I just think got, like, he only did nothing because I got a little bit lucky. But I didn't need him to push him forward. I didn't need to go uh, past halfway. Uh, yeah. I should just bunk it down. Um, but, yeah. All right, you two uh, grandmothers, you've caught up enough. No, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> was, what, what was your fourth? Yeah, game? and then <laughs> so my fourth game was Ed Spiral Corp. I was nervous because I was three and zero, and I just made the most dumb decision I've ever done. Because the table, I I fucking which deployed list, my one. Which list did you run against? Ed? The cutter list. Beautiful. I ended up deploying my fucking Montessa Red Fury in the cutter's gut spot, so I got smoke shot to death. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I ended up almost eking out a draw that game. I lost by, like, one or two points on consoles in Supremacy. But it was just like, God. Right. It was so, just yeah. deeply... It was yeah. just like... It was frustrating because it's like, oh, there's not many bike spots. And it's annoying because I, I knew the risk with that list because I'm taking three S4... Three S4-sized bases and three S3-sized bases because the uh... S7, two bikes, and then three bots. Yes, is yes. cool. I sacrificed the nine point bounty hunter because going second, it's not as valuable. But instead, I but instead I ended up giving him my lieutenant turn one. Right. And like that was just so, so and then just to explain to the listeners, so you had a piece of terrain where you had the cutter peeking out at, in the in the market state. Yeah, in the market state, you had the bike there as well behind yeah. that same piece of cover. So when uh, Ed came and he discovered. He threw smoke and then shot. Well, an, um, well so what he did is he discovered me and he got the discover with a grife. Then he shot me. With, Sacrificed uh, grife to do it, effectively? Uh, no, the grife discovered to break impersonation, then killed my engineer and it survived doing it. It survived getting shot by Liang Kai shot, like, and shot by uh, the Montessa as well. Sure. So it just survived everything. Frustrating. Oh, very frustrating. And, and then so that he revealed just, your cutter. And then what did the. So what are you supposed to And then the tag Then he threw smoke. From the the one that can do a razor and mirror ball. Ah, uh, okay, okay, sure, sure. And then okay, sure, yeah, whatever. Yeah, because he's got a smoke grenade launcher. Ah, the Kriegel. Then it was the tagma schema. Yeah, the Kriegel agent. Tagma, yeah, tagma schema, just viral sniper, just pure. Best three. Yeah. Bang, 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 bang. Yeah, just spent like three or four, three or four orders, just killing it all the way to death. Is that ah? Oh, because it's because it's armor nine. Eight. There's BTS six nine in cover. Nine in cover against damage fifteen double action. Yeah. yeah. Well, because yeah, okay. he spent two or three orders putting it unconscious, and then he killed it all the way to dead just to make sure. Yeah, so I uh, should have taken like eight, uh, six, seven orders. Uh, no, it's about as many orders as it should take because I'm shooting through smoke. Remember. Never mind. But yeah, but even dodging. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, that's cool. Well done. Well done, Ed. Uh, well, it's like, that. well, the issue is there's no point in me dodging. I have to hope that I just crit him because well, he'd ha- back on? Uh, I'm shooting back on a nine and dodging on 11. Yeah. But like the issue is I'll he's happy it. to spend 10 orders doing that because he's putting me in loss. Yeah. 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 Because like, well, even if he doesn't put me in loss, it's still the big gun I have that he could see. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Nah, cool, cool. Uh, so like, yeah, really... So, and that, that was... Uh, sorry, that was uh, Supremacy? 
yeah and then cryogenics i played um your the lo- the victorian acontismento player Philip. and it was just yeah and it's just like Phil. yeah and i oh, kind of just i kind of just stepped on his neck a little bit like he was, yeah. took a list he had like three pieces that could go forward a lot of it was dependent on Scylla, and Scylla was his master breacher he just yeah. couldn't do much because i really bunkered down he only pushed two buttons it's like cool Liang Kai, kill Scylla. And then I'm just on the front foot for the rest of the game. Yeah, brutal. Brutal. Yeah, that's really interesting. That's really interesting. Okay, so you would have known everything that he had, right? Just like, remember? Yeah. Yeah, Well, I thought his Naga was dark, but then he revealed that on his first turn. Okay, so yeah, so the one uncertainty you had as uh, you revealed. Awesome. And overall, do you enjoy, how do you enjoy the IGL? Uh I guess CanCon to IGL. I enjoyed CanCon much more than I have the online tournaments, just because the online tournaments, they don't feel like a tournament, and there's not the social yeah. aspect, which I do really value. Yeah. Exactly, like getting to meet you guys, getting to meet Jordan, getting to spend more time with the Sydney boys, getting to actually meet Lachlan Summer in person, instead of just playing games with him. Yeah. Oh, you getting... played Lock and Summer online? Yeah, I played a couple of games with TTS. Uh, that's awesome. I love, yeah, my, my first yeah. game was so, yeah. Yeah, and also getting to finally meet Lockie Carter after all our arguments about Pano. Really have you? Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's because awesome. we have different opinions on how Panos should be played. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. I got different opinions to everyone how Infinity should be yeah. played, but that's fine. That's um, fair. Like, I still sleep. I still go to sleep. But yeah, no. My probably my consistent performers from CanCon were the Ankai and the Motorized Bounty Hunter. They're the the tag team from Hell. They did they did so much every game. Okay. Also, yeah, because it's a one-two punch. It really is a one-two punch. Yeah, because it's just so, yeah, you're in my CSU. Yeah, no, you're yeah. It's like you have one template that's scary. No, you don't anymore. And it took me one regular order to do that. Correct. Oh, awesome. Exactly. Yeah. Also, meeting Jordan was great. Um, awesome. <laughs> all right. Um, well, all right. Uh, thank you, Ivory. Thank you very much. Um, Jacob, do you have any other questions for Ivory before we wrap up? I guess. No, it's the most comprehensive. Sort of discussion I think I've ever heard of uh, Pano, so thanks a lot. That was awesome. Uh, I yeah, I really love that secondary gunfighter uh, like strength. That's, mm. strength. that's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the strength of Pano, there. and the strength of Vanilla is like the the non Panoness. The fact that you yeah, have yeah. things other than guns. Yeah, you get to balance out that weakness yeah. quite well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the close comp that experts and the CC guys. Yeah, I, I, I think one good thing that you've done, uh, Ivory, is obviously dispelled sort of the old notion that you're going to have a hard time with objective and rolling the dice yeah. for like any sort of no. test. Is that Anno don't they fill the role of the lowest average whip? But they don't fill the role of a we can't press buttons. Yeah, like I would unironically say that Pano is better at pushing buttons than Toha and Ariadna, solidly. Yeah, no, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't argue with you on. Ermandinos, man, I'm sorry, but Ermandinos. Okay, and I get a Teuton of... specialist, which is a two wound Ermandinio. That's fast. Nah, you don't get smoke, brother. You don't get smoke. Yeah, and I get a cutter. I don't need smoke. I got a cutter. Oh, oh, oh. I, did, I didn't mean to start an argument between you two. <laughs> Anyway, but no, no, but no. That is gen- That is a weakness that you have to compensate, and is why I think secondary gunfighters and tags are so important. Pano, the lack of zero vis. Yeah, like nah. the two real weaknesses of Pano are lack of zero vis and lack of projection of aggressive hacking. 
We have yeah. good hackers. We struggle to project hacking. Yeah, yeah. and uh, all right. Well, thank you everybody for listening. Thank you, Ivory, very much for putting up for us for probably almost about three hours now. Oh, that's so good. Um, I have been Jacob, Valerie, uh, Ivory, and you've been listening to Loss of Lieutenant. <laughs>